All right, Joel Radio, how you doing out there? It's Movie Mania today, that's right. The year-end, the only movie podcast you need is this one. That's how I look at it anyway. I'm sure some people say, I don't need any movie podcast. <laughs> well, turn it off now. <laughs> so I'm not talking about anything else. There is no other topic of conversation. I know the Super Bowl just happened. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about Kobe Bryant. I'm not talking about the impeachment. I'm not talking about any of those things. I am just talking movies. The best movies of the year, the worst movies of the year, the Oscar predictions, those are next week. You had to get on this quick. They changed the Oscar date, if you're not familiar with that. They moved it up for some reason, like three weeks, which has made everybody like me scramble to see all this stuff and made my life miserable for the past. Because I do this show, and then I don't watch a movie for a good couple of months <laughs> after watching basically one a day. In fact, I got to tell you what I did this week with the movies. It'll drive. Oh, my God. Drove me nuts. But I have a brand new panelist with me today. This guy knows his movies. I think yeah. we're going to find out if you know your movies or not. <laughs> I know my movies. Well, I, I, I do and, my best. and you know why? I think you know why I picked you to be here today. Yeah, because all, every time you go to the movies, it's on your Facebook. <laughs> you and your wife sitting there in the theater, and yep. I go, "This guy goes to lots of movies." You go to lots of movies. It's yeah. Jason Filan Merez. Jason, you. welcome. Hi, everybody. How's it I going? I hope I pronounce your name right. I, I know I, I always I always say that. I usually go Mars, but you Mars, know what? It's, Mars, it, it works though. Merez is more ethnic. Though. I know that is more. Ethnic. You're gonna get you're gonna get more bookings that way, young man. That's true. You could also say Merez, which is like Antonio Banderas well, would say it. Okay, well that <laughs> that's funny. You bring that up. We might be talking about him. Oh, today yeah. who knows for sure jason filan mares mm -hmm. is here thank you and he's a uh you did my comedy class you've been I doing did. comedy you've been in that scene for how long now would you say nine months nine months okay so a good that's time a time yeah great time good so do the comedy um watch a lot of movies also was a professor and i am a writer i have written yeah. screenplays for smaller studios okay so hopefully my expertise is uh exactly <laughs> what the what the show needs today well you know it's funny we do this show as you know uh whether it be you know Corey hall who's, who usually yeah. does this with me he's actually doing npr today that's why he's oh, not wow. here cool. um but yeah i mean he's a guy who is published yeah you know i have a film degree mm -hmm. i attended a film program at new york university as well in right addition word. so it's like you know here's the guys you want talking I worked, about movies i worked in a movie i worked in movie theaters for a decade of roughly nine years something like that in high school and college that. so i saw you know pretty much everything right. and i keep up with everything so, so uh, these are the guys you want <laughs> if you came for your movie podcast these are the guys you want on the uh on the team. Well, not just that we're not... Like, look, if we were two asshole comedians talking about <laughs> movies, that's a funny show sure. there. Right. But we actually have some... And we're, we're going to do that, by the way. We're going to be funny, I Absolutely. think. I and we're going to be assholes. Do our best, yeah. And But we also, you know, kind of know what we're talking about a little bit. So Absolutely. that's the perspective. I'll just say something real quick. If you notice mm -hmm. with, uh, with movies, and I think sometimes with comedy, too, one of the few jobs that... People that have never done it before oh, yeah. think they could do it better. <laughs> exactly. You know? yes. Walking out of a movie, oh, yes. if I could just give me a 
Give me a pad of paper. I'll write a better movie than yeah. that. And that writing movies is hard. It is very doing hard. Comedy is hard. And you've been doing it for a very, very long I time. Have. Yeah. I'm I'm in a big feature film. Which one? With a close up. Which with one? big I don't know if anybody's nominated this year that was in my movie. I was in a movie called The Five Year Engagement. Yeah. You I know that movie. Kevin Hart. Well, these are the, the it was uh it was Jason's uh Siegel was the star in Emily Blunt. But the the supporting cast is now like amazing. Chris Pratt, Allison Brie, Kevin Hart, Mindy Kaling. Forget about it. Uh, Brian Posehn. I mean, it goes on and on. And you, so you were, and in nobody, that. and nobody <laughs> saw that fucking movie. I, I, I know the movie. Was it filmed in Detroit? It was filmed in Ann Arbor, in yeah, Ann Arbor, largely. Okay. And uh, I did a little. I was the guy who ate the stale donuts. <laughs> uh, appropriately enough for today. Say, there's some sitting right there. We have Dutch Girl Donuts that right. is powering the show today. You mentioned Jason it's powering me, not you. <laughs> Jason Siegel. Yeah, uh, I met him at the Austin Film Festival. What a okay. what a sweet yeah guy and a and a talented guy. And a guy I hope we see a lot more of. Yeah, He's I don't good. know what really happened to Jason. Yeah, he was kinda, sort of yeah, kind of yeah. in and out of it, and uh, you know whatever. I think he wrote that movie. Okay, and a guy named Nick Stoller who had directed Get Him to the Greek. Yes, and Neighbors mm-hmm. and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yep, and that was his first flop, and I think his only flop <laughs> to yeah. this point. Yeah. Um. So He's got you a know, chance to become a cult classic later it, down the road. You know, there's so many good people in it, and you know, it, did it work? No, but if you see me, I eat the stale donuts. I make <laughs> Mindy Kaling cry. Oh, okay. And, right. You know, I spent a whole day on. Jason Siegel wasn't on that day. But, oh, okay. Uh, uh, Reese Eifens was on the set oh, yeah. that day. Love it was him. a ton of great people on that yeah, set. Yeah, it's an all-star team. Got to hang out all day. It was a great memory, but yeah. anyway, let's move on. Sure. This is how the show's going to work. If you've listened to Movie Mania before on this show, it's pretty similar to that. We're going to give you our top 15 movies. We will alternate back and forth, starting at uh, the lowest, number 15. And uh, certainly when I tell you, you know, if you have the same movie when I'm done, you'll tell us where it is in your list. And uh, uh, we'll also do some runners up. We'll do some uh, the worst movies of the year. (laughs) Got a few of those. Um, We'll go through the Oscar nominations, who should win, who we think should win. Um, I got a big giant list of documentaries. And you'll also find out what the Sleepy Awards are today. Awesome. Sleepy Awards. I'm going to tease that. <laughs> find out the Sleepies. Those will be given out today. I love it. I don't know if they will be accepted by anybody. <laughs> I could reach out and see if these people would accept a Sleepy Award from this show. But I'll explain who's actually giving those out. But, uh, but again, we're going to go 15 to 1. Jason, you're the guest. We'll start with you. Yeah. Why don't you give us your number 15 movie, and uh, we'll go from there. My number 15 movie was Bombshell, uh, directed right. by Jay Roach. Bombshell, yeah. I wasn't sure... I know the story, the basic story yeah. about the sexual harassment at Fox News under mm-hmm. Roger Ailes. I wasn't sure if I was getting into a movie that would feel more like a, a lifetime TV movie-esque. Yeah. It didn't look very cinematic from the trailer, but I found it very compelling, very dramatic. Uh, there's a scene in there between John Lithgow, who plays uh, Roger Ailes, and Margot Robbie. Uh, her, her character comes in to see him, and it's it's so painful yeah. to watch. and. I think it, it, it gives you some empathy for what these women went through. Charlize Theron is amazing as Megyn Kelly. In fact, I thought I was watching Megyn Kelly. She looks just like her. She looks, yeah. she, every mannerism. Uh, not everybody's a huge Megyn Kelly fan. I have a lot of respect for her. Mm. I think she's a good journalist. And I think Charlize brought that home. And overall, you know, a real solid movie. It, uh, it wasn't, you know, some anti, you know, I heard some critics, you know, it's going to be an anti 
male. Well, it's anti fucking harassing people. It's anti Fox News and it's level two without really getting into the. I think there's some politics in there. A little. And I, uh, I actually liked it a little bit more than you did. I had a number six here on my list. I really liked it. I know I reviewed it a few weeks ago, but uh, yeah, I think and and I think the other. Well, I mean, if you want to look at the anti-Trump stuff, the the one lady. See, I'm blanking on her name. The one lady dates Don Jr. And she's oh, the one that's you're ro- wearing the Roger shirts yes, in the office. Yes, yeah, yep. Kimberly Gafoyle yes, is her name. Yes, that's her, yeah. And so they really took a dig at oh, her. they did. Uh, and, of course, you know, one of the things about it is that it is really kind of a... It is part black comedy in a way. It is when you see the guy who plays Geraldo, uh, Geraldo, or uh, uh, Geraldo. Hannity, you got Hannity, and Hannity, and, and all those O'Reilly, guys. Yeah, I mean the guy who who played uh, the guy who played. Uh, see, I'm so bad. Who's the guy? Uh, the guy, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly. They they put like prosthetics on this Bill <laughs> O'Reilly guy. It almost looked like the Irishman, where like they digitally put <laughs> right. Bill O'Reilly's face on this guy. It was really well done. It was. He's sitting there yeah. holding, holding court. You know, in the middle of the office, and yeah. Margot Robbie speaks out of turn, and yeah. everybody gets mad at her. So, yeah, they did. It, there was some lampooning there for yeah. sure, but uh, very, very interesting. I, 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 it's hard to say that I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't enjoy watching that happen. I, I thought it was really interesting seeing that a lot of people might have missed where they're talking about going after Roger Ailes and Megyn Kelly actually says but wait a minute remember he also did these other good things and she talks about that and i think that's important that we don't necessarily turn every villain into darth vader that you well even darth vader had you know obviously (laughs) that was probably a bad example but you know the mustache twirling guy who's going to blow up the planet with his sonic death ray i think it's interesting when you have someone who's doing something so bad and you at least acknowledge that hey you know what there's some things they did that were all right. You yeah. know, that's yeah, hard, you know. And uh, they did do a television version of this. I think it was called, was it called The Loudest Voice? Where Russell Crowe was on Showtime. I never okay. saw it. But they did it just this year. I think oh, okay. they did it over the summer. Um, which I never saw. But, you know, it is it is a great story. And it I is. think ultimately movies are stories. And the story right. of Fox News and his kind of rise and fall. Yeah. And, and not to mention, you know, I, I don't think people may look at this and go, well, I hate Fox News. It's like, well, yeah, but you don't have to hate this movie. No, not you at know, all. You don't have to go like, oh, I hate Fox News. I don't want to watch that. It's in, And that's going to be the case with a few things. And then there's another theme that I think is going to come across that qualities of a good movie, mm-hmm. and people have lost this a little bit, yeah. good guys and bad guys. Right. And this movie has good guys and it has it bad does. guys. It does. And you have people that are conflicted. Mm-hmm. But... There was always that good and bad. I think so many movies now have the bad guy becomes a good guy, and then the good guy was a spy the whole time. <laughs> right. And it gets, and it's, you know, or it's just a movie, we'll talk about one today, just full of bad guys, and there's right. nobody to root for, and right. it stinks. Yeah. This one has good guys and bad guys, and I think that is kind of a theme for this year as I look through uh, my movies here. Anyway, yeah. uh, I liked it a lot. Okay. I liked it a lot. Good Excellent. good choice. Um, now, my number 15 you already talked about Charlize Theron, and she's mm. in two of my movies. Okay. She made a movie called Long Shot with Seth Rogen. Yes. Where she runs for president. Yes, I did. And it's really well done. I and enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's a, now, honestly, look, when I make this list, I've got 15 of my best, and I've got another 30 that are runners up, okay? Right. But I don't think I had a comedy on here at all. Wow. And so I said, I think I need a comedy. I think, you know, uh, these movies this year are very serious. Yeah, they At least were. the good ones. I mean, when I look at my worst movies, there's a lot of comedies on them. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> right. My worst. Yeah. Because uh, comedy's hard to do, and, yeah. and, you know, Seth Rogen is pretty reliable, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Charlize Theron is great. You know, they, they have this romance. Now, I know 
that is kind of the trope where it's the fat, ugly guy and the really hot broad. We've seen it in, in the movie, movie, and you see it in all these, and it's you even know, his movies knocked yeah. out. You know, and I think some women look at this as like you know why it's a, no these guys write these movies right. and these fat, ugly guys wish fulfillment, get good looking women. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've seen your wife in in real life, <laughs> and that's you're an example of that. It actually happens. I've seen Jason's wife, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Thank and you. it's not far off. Uh, I married up. I definitely not, married not, out of my weight, my class. Yeah, it's not a you know, it is uh, it is a little uh, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone the, thing the, the going fa- on. The there. fantasy actually came true. I'm the example of it. So, um, but yeah, Long Shot's really good, and and the supporting cast was good. I know the guy. Uh, what is he? he's he's Ice Cube's son is kind of the sidekick. Oh yeah, that. well I forget his name, but yeah. he's great. Yeah, he's been in a, he's been in a lot of things that I like lately. Yeah, he played Ice Cube good in actor. Straight Outta yeah. Compton. Yeah, yeah. And he's actor. in a lot of good stuff. He was great in it, and it is funny. And it while it isn't you know whenever it's like a political thing or yeah. you know a, you go well is this even plausible and. It's as plausible as it can be. Right. I mean, it's not like you're going to go like, yeah, this could really happen to somebody. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, it's not, cra- you know, it's not insane. It's no. not, um, I'm trying to think, you know, it's not Mr. Bean becomes president or something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. I mean, it actually sort of has its roots in reality a little bit. It does. Which made it all the better, you know. It's so. not Ernest goes to space or something exactly. like that. Uh, I, I like to, the, uh, I always think that I'm going to, tire of seth rogan when he comes out with a new movie yeah i I don't dislike him at all i just you know sometimes i think it's kind of a one trick kind of deal but you know the stoner the ugly guy but this movie did have its charms i did like it it just missed making my it was definitely it was definitely near that but yeah definitely an enjoyable thing and i feel like it's a movie a lot of people probably missed yeah you You uh, if you missed it's on hbo now i've tried to annotate where stuff is playing so people yeah, can see it. Absolutely. But yeah, HBO's got that now, so go check it out. All right, Jason, give us a 14. Yeah. So my 14 was Dr. Sleep, directed by Mike okay. Flanagan, well, a sequel to The Shining. All right, tell us about it. Yeah, so it picks up, it's a it's a direct sequel, and we see what has come become of Danny Torrance and his mother okay. since the events of The Shining. Uh, Danny Torrance's adult version is played by Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And they do a really nice job of, I mean, it's not going to look like Kubrick. It's not going to be Kubrick. But they did a really good job of recreating. There's a couple flashback scenes of things like, oh, you know, the, the hotel thing just happened. Now, here's what we're doing. And, okay. they, and instead of trying to CGI it, they had actors. And this is, I think, a lost art. Mm-hmm. Everything now is like, let's CGI the face yeah. on. But they just had actors playing Shelley Duvall and the, the young, the boy who played. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. and, and it worked. Yeah. And the rest of the movie... Is a sort of a weird, dark, you know, hero's journey where at one point, I don't want to spoil too much, but, you know, he obviously he has to return to the Overlook Hotel and, and literally and figuratively fight those old demons. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you All saw right. that one. I didn't see it. You okay. know, I love Kubrick. I love The Shining. Yeah. Um, I, this one I just didn't get to. Yeah. So what can I tell you? Yeah. Very entertaining. Very, very good. Uh popcorn movie but a very high quality very well done good yeah i i uh, i'm planning on seeing this now did you see in uh exit player one did you see exit player one i did not know was it was that the name of it yeah i think it was enter the spielberg one. enter player one spielberg movie whatever right? yeah ready player one ready How player that? one that's it no i missed they that did one. it well they're if you like the shining you yeah. should probably see that one okay i know they because do you're a bunch gonna of, get yeah, yeah you're gonna get a little bit of that in okay it. nice all right all right let's see where we're at here now um all right, now we've been... Now, look, I no, said... Fred Melamed. I was... That's uh, what that beard says to me. Well, stop with the beard. 
I just talked about you, and I apologize oh. for you not being here because you were doing public radio. Corey Hall just joined uh, us. How, how are you are doing, you? Corey? You, are. you were out doing. Now, Hold can on. people let listen? Me, to... Let me put on my oh god please. public radio voice. Yes. Um, it'll be on. Um, <laughs> it'll be on sometime this week, but it's not. I just taped it. So oh, it's a be. taped thing that yeah. is there. So yeah, we're doing movie mania. I don't know if you have a on ninety-seven point one FM. NPR is it is it ninety seven one's a ninety one seven ninety one yeah ninety one point seven ninety seven one they're going to be talking one, about uh, sports the, yes in Detroit and and not hiring us but anyway but uh, ninety one seven FM and well, that, that's broadcast all across the state it's picked up Michigan Public Radio yes that okay. is stateside so. well that's good good for you I'm yeah. glad I'm glad you could make it maybe you can I don't know if you don't have a list you can just be the judge and jury here if you want. Well, tell us, tell us when we're idiots, or however you want to do it. You have a list. Look at him; he's he's digital. He's Jason, yeah. high tech. He's digital. Anyway, welcome to Corey. We're going through our top fifteen, and we're just into it. Jason just gave us his fortune. We both like Bombshell. I think I don't know if we talked about it, but I think maybe we did. I don't know. Mm. We talked on the phone about it. He liked it. In Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. and that's as far as we got. Oh well. Oh, yeah, nothing, gotten- nothing special. Well, let me give my number fourteen. We'll keep the show going. Yeah. We're welcome to Corey. Uh, I like. Uh, I have my fourteen. Now this is going to be ironic after last year's list, but I have Rocket Man at number fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Rocket Man was really good. I mean, it was a good biopic. It took it. It took a few chances with its. Uh, you know, there's some flights of fancy in yeah. this, and there are some things that make it maybe more, a little more of a musical. Right. And I say ironically because, boy, I did not like Bohemian Rhapsody and had it in my worst of the year last year. Yeah. And uh, this one is really good, and you should see it. If I mean, whether you're a fan of Elton John or not, it's a great story. It's not his whole life. Right. You know, it, only, it ends at a certain point. But it opens where, you know, he's in a he's in like a group mm-hmm. rehab. Is that mm-hmm. what you call it? What you call it? Group yeah. an AA meeting. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, some yeah. type of yeah. self help group. I had it at uh number eleven. Okay. I really enjoyed Rocket Man. Yeah. The young man who played him yes. was outstanding. He was great. Yeah, and uh, I agree with you on Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think you can it, I don't think it's an apples and oranges thing. I think you actually can compare the two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't I found the same thing with Bohemian Rhapsody, I just found it kind of hollow. It felt very VH1 exactly, v- yes. movie of the yeah. week type of thing, whereas uh, Rocket Man felt like a celebration of Elton John's mm-hmm. life, and it had all the flamboyance that you would expect from that. And uh, they use they go back to the group uh, therapy setting as kind of a, a almost like an anchor to return yeah, to. Right. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it Loved was it. it was really well done, and uh, you should see it. It's great. It's the music's great. Yeah. Um. You know, I I don't know that. Uh, you know, again, if you liked Bohemian Rhapsody, I can't imagine you not liking this. Right. If you only liked Bohemian Rhapsody, I think so many people liked it because it was Queen. Right. And they did a good job recreating Live Aid. They did. And you know, Freddie Mercury was this hero because he had AIDS and stuff, which right. you know may very well be true. Although he didn't apparently he did not know he had AIDS before Live Aid. So that movie had lots of problems. It was awkward the way that he told yeah, him too. He was like, yeah. "Hey guys, like right before they went on stage, yeah, weird." Yeah, oh. What'd you think of Rocket Man? I I thought in comparison to Bohemian Rhapsody, it's much better. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was just by the numbers boring. Mm-hmm. We've all seen this before. Rocket yeah. Man at least tried to do, maybe not entirely successfully, but at least tried to yeah. do creative things with the presentation of the songs right. and make those more like music videos. 
And yeah, Taron Edgerton actually sang the damn songs. Yes. Unlike that goon Rami Malek. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they really, they over. Giles people, Martin not producing the music. fell over themselves they over did. Rami Malek. They did, yes. And I thought, this is the lamest Oscar winning performance. I, I actually. Yeah. I, Taron Edgerton this, was like very involved physically in the no. role. And he looks and like the guy. He looks like well, he's so like, And sang the song. Here's yeah. the thing, and I, boy, so I know if you, I'm sorry if you like Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek does not look like Freddie Mercury. No. He's dressed up like Freddie Mercury, but he really does not look like Freddie Mercury. It was, I mean, he, he was, it was all the, all the convincing... Uh, Big you know, fake teeth. It was like a mad TV sketch. Yeah, we could that, have had that yeah, impression. We could have had Sasha Baron Cohen, which was the original. Uh, yeah, and then wow. he had conflict with well, uh, the other guys. About I, the story. I think what I've heard is that he wanted that movie to be a little more, uh, a little racier and Raw. a little more. And I think Rocket Man does that. It shows it kind of the dark side. All right, let's move on here with uh, your next. Uh, I think you're doing a thirteen for us, Jason. Yeah. So my thirteen was Ford versus Ferrari. James oh. Mangold. Hey. That's my number 13. All right, man. You can't steal my 13, Jason. <laughs> Serendipity. Yeah. Yeah. Entertaining movie. Very much in the vein of like the, you know, the sports, like against all odds type. But, you know, yeah. again, you know, right. kind of something we've seen before. And when, and when I say family friendly, I don't necessarily mean like a G-rated movie. Yeah. But you could definitely take the family to see sure. it. Sure. Fun story, something I didn't know about. There's you got Lee Iacocca in there, yeah. which is uh, John Barenthal plays Yeah, him. he was great. And Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Really nice chemistry together. Some really funny moments. Some some real sweet moments. With Christian Bale and his son. Overall, a crowd pleaser. Uh, something that happens in the race, which I won't reveal, blew my mind. I had yeah, no okay. idea. Very interesting. So yeah. I felt like I learned something too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Again, that theme that I talked about earlier. Good guys and bad guys. There it is. Yeah. This movie has good guys and bad guys. The Italians are bad guys. 100%. Which I just want to say, just for the record, we are not bad guys. <laughs> but the Italians are the bad guys. They are. Come on now. Come on, Corey. Uh, this will return the theme of... Uh, good guys and bad guys? Of, no, Ita- bad Italians. Italian villains. Well. Show <laughs> but um, uh, good guys and bad guys, uh, racing scenes are awesome. Yeah, they are. If you're a car guy, you're going to love this. Yeah. But even if you're, you know, I mean, if you don't know anything about... I knew the Ford versus Ferrari story very well. Okay. I knew it largely because um, they did an episode of uh, The Grand Tour. Okay. And James May, if you know that show, mm-hmm. uh, did a really great... Uh, telling of that story yeah and i believe there's an adam carolla produced documentary or something okay. where he tells that story in documentary i'll be form, sure but... to run out and not watch that <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know but I you, actually you, i actually liked it too didn't you uh, i that was my number nine. Uh, oh, movie. look at you yeah, all right if, uh, for going off the all list. right all right let's go to uh and rocket man would be my number 12 oh, okay cool so there you go i'm gonna give you a 12 then because you told my 13 and again i told jason and i don't know how much you did i documentaries are fair game okay and this is one of the best uh uh documentary nominees and it is called Honeyland. okay and if you want to watch Honeyland, you can get it on hulu uh, in fact, I, I will tell you, Hulu killed it in documentaries this year. Here's a go through my list. Yeah, they did. But Honeyland is the story of a uh, a beekeeper in. Uh, I gotta look it up. I have all this stuff here. Uh, where does she live? Uh, North Macedonia. Okay. And this lady in in, in very poor uh, village. She lives with her mother, who is dying and literally like can't get out of bed. This mm-hmm. mother. Uh, and then what happens is some, uh, the na- some Turkish immigrants become her neighbors and they decide they're going to make honey. 
Hmm. So it's sort of this rivalry oh, okay. between this one old kind of this, you know, I don't know, this lady's in her 50s or 60s. And, you know, this family of Turkish immigrants, and they're all trying to sell this honey. Good guys, bad guys? Good guys. Not exactly. Okay. I think because I think that Turkish family... Um, you know, they're good people and right. you're rooting for them, but they're not nice. Right. So the lady, you know, the lady that is the, the main uh, beekeeper here uh, is very, very nice. It's a beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was supposed to be, I was reading uh, here on Wikipedia, that it was going to be like a promotional uh, film for Macedonia. Okay. And they were going to just follow around the people of Macedonia. Interesting. And then the directors found this lady, said she was uh, so interesting that they'd make a whole feature about her. And, you know, it's good. Uh, it's it's really, really well done. And, um, you know, uh, they said beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in a foreign language, but there's not that much reading. <laughs> right. And it's pretty easy to follow, you know. I mean, look, there is a thing, and certainly when we get to the Oscar ballot about, you know, Poor, impoverished people right. making for good documentary subjects has right. kind of been done a million times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Honeyland's great. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's on Hulu. Okay. So go watch it. Absolutely. I don't know. You didn't see it? I have not seen it. Okay. I, Corey, I, uh, any thoughts on Honeyland? I didn't see Honeyland. Yeah, it's and, cool. I mean, it's on Hulu. And f- I didn't really include any documentaries. Yeah, some for, people don't. I do. For my purposes, but there are a lot. Of, I mean, there are good ones. Yeah, we'll talk see. about them as we go on. All right. You got a number? Just so people don't, like even critics don't see them. Yeah, well, they're hard to see. Like at the end of the year, yeah. we we get well, a look. bunch of screeners and we go, "Oh, geez, I got to rush." I mean, yeah, there was a Mike Wallace uh, documentary yeah, yeah. that I didn't see that sure. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I think that's on Hulu too. I think. Yeah. It, well, yeah, now it is. But yeah, it, when it is, I was yeah. trying to, yeah. at the end of the year, vote in the Critics yeah. Society, right? They didn't send me. a Well, copy. I mean, I so like, many of these things don't eat, never come out in the theater. Right. right. One of the best documentaries uh, they showed on National Geographic Channel, right. and I recorded it off that because I was managed to see all the Oscar nominated ones, but mm-hmm. it's a pain in the ass. It is. You really have to. Hunt it really for it. is. You yeah. got to work it. All right, Jason, give us a number twelve. Yeah. Well, speaking of documentaries, perfectly. So uh, my number twelve was Mystify, Michael Hutchins oh, by Richard okay. Lowenstein, yeah. which is the story, the untold story, I guess you could say, about yeah. Michael Hutchins, the lead singer of NXS, who died tragically over twenty years ago. Okay, and it, it details, uh, you know, the it's not your usual, you know, star gets everything, star, you know, you know, uh, rises and falls. There's a lot of uh, strange things that happened in his life, which kind of led to the moment where. You know, so there's there's still debate whether he committed suicide. Well, that's what I was going to say. Does it at yeah. least try to give a little bit of insight to that thing? It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't touch on the, the masturbation thing. You know that they, that people <laughs> well, think he may have been doing. We'll we'll touch on it here. Yeah, I'm not exactly. afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, yeah. I got a necktie. You want to demonstrate? Oh, what do you want to do here? Yeah. Um. Okay. But really, yeah. I, I mean, I'm interested in this. It's, I think it's, it's very just, interesting because um, I also would try to hang myself. If I hear in excess music, all right, okay. So, um, but I'm, I take. I it. always hated that band. Was was I alone on that? Well, my feeling. How come? They're the lamest. Like <laughs> that's for your aunt to like wear mom's. I, I always thought I it hated was for them, girls. Those assholes. In the, yeah, it's for girls. I thought it was for okay. girls. Being right. of that generation, okay. it's just I went. The girls like in excess because he's cute. Sissy, sure. And then know, the guys liked. You know what in excess? I don't is? know. The Rock and Roll Express. What's they're the, they're like the uh, they're like the handsome uh, tag team that the girls got excited about. 
No, well, I, I believe I the don't guys know. Look, Slayer and the girls liked an excess. I, yeah. I think there's a little <laughs> bit of that going on. But, but I, for people who didn't really want to get into hair metal, but wanted to watch poofy guys dance. But, you, look, but look, and, and you you are a guy that has a problem with this, Corey. First of all, I haven't seen this. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Did you know how we can see it now? Is it rental or how do you see it? I saw it. It was a Fathom event. It was a one night okay, at the one theater. Night thing, so I'm sure yeah. it'll be out. At I some think point. you can rent it. I think I've seen the listing uh, for that. But Corey's a guy who. If he doesn't like the thing, mm-hmm. if he doesn't like the subject mm-hmm. of the documentary, then the film is invalid. That's okay. generally I your mean, not thing. always, not always. But you'll go. I don't care about it. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it helps. It, it, it does help. Yeah. It helps it if I'm help engaged in the topic. Like okay, the Donald Rumsfeld documentary. Yeah. The what was it called? The sure. closest far away. Yeah, it was yeah. a double speak. Yeah. Some some double yeah, speak yeah, thing yeah. he said, which yeah. was um, by. Um, I'm blanking on the guy now. The uh, the dean, Errol Morris, the dean of documentary. Errol Morris. Yeah. yeah, it was Errol Morris. Yeah. I hate Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah, okay. But it found that to yeah, be a yeah, very yeah. interesting okay. documentary. Fair enough. Doesn't always have to be someone. Sure. Yes. But if I'm engaged in the topic, yes, I'm going to be okay. a little more. Into well, it. yeah, I, I didn't like I said I didn't see this, but I did enjoy it. I mean, I will enjoy it. I think if I see yeah. it, I'm interested in seeing it. Sure. I haven't had a chance to. All right, let me go to number eleven here okay. and uh, let 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 me just reflect that my just so people. I am not. Uh, look, I'm very cultured, Jason. I I, I have I'm foreign sure. films on my list. Jason, Absolutely, yeah. And this is one of them. Okay. It's called Pain and Glory. Okay. And it stars Antonio yes. Banderas, and I think you were we were talking about him briefly earlier. earlier. We're pronouncing my and name. And yeah. it's really great. I gotta say, you know, uh, now this apparently this is. Pedro Amaldovar's sort of autobiographical film. Yes. Uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, in my research. How much of this actually is true that happened to him? Right. I know he did have a back surgery. That's a key point. It's the very first scene of the movie you see is right. back surgery scar. Uh, and there's flashbacks to uh, Antonio Banderas plays a film director, mm-hmm. and you see flashbacks to him as a child. Right. Uh, the, the child's mother is played by Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll tell you, I'm 45 minutes into this thing, and I'm going, this might be the best movie of the year. Right. At the end of it, I didn't think that, because I thought it sagged a little bit. Sure. But um, this movie is one that has a little bit of a twist. Mm -hmm. I I think you saw it. Uh, I did not see it. Uh, There is a little bit of a twist. mm -hmm. Uh, But it's not, you know, it's... The movie with and movies with twist endings sometimes they hinge on that. Yeah. Sometimes that the, the twist makes it great. Oh, I didn't see that coming at right. all. And then yeah. And then sometimes a twist like well, when we talk about my worst movies, there's a movie with a twist that's like the worst movie of the year. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. And and it's just I like I think that might be on my list. Okay, well <laughs> we'll get to it. But you know, but in this case, the twist really just enhances okay. what is a really great story. I mean. I thought him him as a kid and you know the the conditions he grew up in was really great. I think there's a lot of stuff about uh, the movie industry and you know he has to deal with this actor who he worked with and this actor is an asshole and he's doing drugs mm-hmm. and I don't want to ruin too much of it. Sure. Um you know uh Pedro uh his movies over the years you know I don't hear that much about this one. Right. Which is funny cuz I think Banderas got nominated yeah, and best actor. I think I think Penelope Cruz did as well. Um, I didn't. I don't, I don't know. remember. She's kind of an name. Oscar darling. Yeah, she know. is. It wouldn't shock me. I, I don't think, think she did. But anyway, playing uh, on, I, finally playing a mom. <laughs> like, like you're finally. Yeah, but like, the young hot mom. Oh, I know. But she's what forty eight. Yeah, but hey, finally there. Yeah, you saw the Super Bowl halftime show. This one did not resonate. You for didn't me. like this one. Okay, it was too personal. Yeah. Sometimes they do these personal explorations of yeah. their life, and you're like. 
great. You lived in a cave and your mom washed your son. <laughs> like, it just yeah. didn't, I couldn't relate to it. Also, having um, learned Mexican Spanish oh. as a kid mm-hmm. or in high school, mm-hmm. Estudia, in a, you know, uh, <laughs> the Castilian Spanish. Oh. When they say Madrid mm-hmm. and Barcelona. Yeah. It made me nuts. Mm, well. I left my skin mm-hmm. listening to them lisp, mm-hmm. and it made me nuts. It's just really... I, I, you know what I realized about, about this movie, which, which turned me off? I don't care about junkies. Well, and, there, uh, there's, there, there's, there's an element There's so to that. many movies about drug addicts. Well, there's an and element I, to that. I tend to tune out of that topic. Yeah. It just doesn't go... I, I hear you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, you love the heroin. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, that's, I it's, mean, it's an element of the movie. It's not really the story it's of the a, it's a brill- it's a it, You know what? It. It's just it's a brilliantly made movie I didn't care for. Yeah. Well, I also yeah. found out that his, his apartment uh, in this movie, Antonio Bears, was actually Pedro's apartment. It's actually the director's well, the, apartment. Well, the apartment looks lovely. Yeah, the yeah. apartment was great. Yeah, it's a nice Well, apartment. we'll talk about dwellings later it looks great it, it does think. it does it is a very how a dwelling can impact a movie coming up next on joel oh, radio oh hey now i don't know but just real quick the, great. the citizen kane of junkie movies would to me would have to be train spotting okay yeah did you absolutely. like that one or no that that's got more energy yeah those yeah. that's the only movie about uh excitable heroin <laughs> like you know what i mean like right. like train spotting has so much <laughs> velocity and, and energy Generally, if it's just like I'm going to shoot up and stare at the wall, yeah, I don't care. All right, your pain. Fair enough. Your pain doesn't engage me, man. But it's <laughs> got glory. In it's in the title, yeah. Corey. It's in the title. We, we didn't see a lot of the glory. I don't know where it is either. It's could a good been, movie. Could have been pain and glory holes, and pain. that would have been maybe. well. That Pedro probably a different movie then. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't. <laughs> there, there is. Well, he was. A, he's a homosexual. He's well known for that. Okay. Let's go from there. Jason, give us a number 11. Uh, number 11. Well, number 11 was Rocket Man. Oh, okay. So we go to 10? Well, let me let me do, do okay. my... Uh, well, yeah, go to 10, because okay. I gave you my 11. So, okay, yeah. so 10. This one will probably generate a lot of discussion, but I had Parasite at 10. Okay. Uh, so I just saw it last night. Okay. I'm very excited to see it. So your list was made by the time you see Parasite, uh, for I the had, most part. I some, well, no, no I, did some re- I did some reshuffling late last night. Okay. Really enjoyed it. It felt it felt like I'm I'm really glad this movie's seen some mainstream success because this feels like the kind of thing I would discover somewhere and, and I would be telling people about and they would yeah. just say they'd never heard of it. Well, sure, you know I think it. Deals... And there's a lot of people that will never see this because it, it's they, I don't Korean wanna... and I'm no still one. getting people complaining about this. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Grow up. Yeah. Because they have to read it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I know. You're an adult. Grow yeah. up. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I just um, it it says a lot without giving too much away about. Uh, class sure. and uh, you know uh, the moral decay. Whether you are a wealthy person or a person of not many means, uh, specifically in Korea, and I don't want to give too much more away. It's excites a lot of things. Is the best way I can. There's put a lot it. going on, but it yeah. is. I mean, I would describe because when you hear Parasite, and my girlfriend saw this away from me. She she watched it when I was working one night. Right. She's at home and she goes, "Is this going to be a horror movie?" And I go, "It's not." Does it? You know, there is. A, it is a thriller, mm-hmm. and there are violent things that happen. Right. Veers uh, towards horror. Yeah, it but it's it not does. horror. Uh, you know, and again, we talk about a dwelling. 
I mean, this house. Oh God! That the rich family lives in this right. this mid century modern thing, Gorgeous. which sadly was a set. It was a set, but it really? is it really is a character in the movie. Yeah, it is. and is brilliant. I, I had this is my number one movie of the year. So okay. you've completely spoiled my. Life. I just blew uh, it. so did I. Let's go <laughs> number one movie, Corey. Tell us about Parasite. What'd you like I, about Parasite? It? Was my number one. Yeah, movie I think well. a lot. And now look, I will say this, and when I go through my list, I say one thing that I use as my guide is what will people enjoy if they rent if they see this or decide to see it. I sure. think the ending could be a turnoff for people, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. We'll get it. Go ahead, Corey. Um, yeah. This uh, this reminded me of it's very Korean in tone. Yeah, like it reminded me of Old Boy. Okay, yeah. In terms of the yeah. depths that they go to yeah. in it, all not as graphically as that, but yeah. like. Um, Literally, you've got the the family that they had owned. Uh, the, the father lost a job, and then they had like hawker stands selling yeah. like chicken skewers. Yeah, and they'd had a bunch of businesses fail. Right, and so they're literally living underneath. They're like apartment is under is in the basement. It's like a basement and apartment. And there's like winos that pee in the street. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. like so they're like the substrata below yeah. the hobo that's peeing on their window. Right. Mm-hmm. So like it, everything in this movie is layered and textured. Some of it I don't think I. Uh, got mm-hmm. there's this rock that's a big there's, theme. There's, in the there's movie. a little. There's and a, I don't know if we necessarily understand if there, we were Korean. We go, oh, that yeah. means a lot to us. There's right. like kind of a supernatural tease, and there's another movie that had this in which sucked. But yeah, you know, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a supernatural thing. So like, at times I thought like a some cursed of the, rock. Some of the jokes I think kind of I didn't get, but it is funny at times. But, it, yeah. but it's very funny. Yeah, it's funny. I, at I times. felt the whole impact of the movie was so wonderful that. The little cultural miscues I didn't pick up on yeah. didn't bother me. Yeah, you know, what I mean? because it's a universal story, but does have it very is. specific Korean elements. It now, is. apparently, this is going to be made into a series by HBO. Really? Uh, now, I don't know if that means they're just going to expand this film, or right. if they're going to remake it. It's going to star Larry it. David. I yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just like about the house and maybe the I other people that live there. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I yeah, it could be that. It could be. I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. You but. mentioned some of the funnier moments. I think early on, you know, the, the little jobs, they have like folding those pizza boxes and then the guy comes to fumigate and they're like, oh, leave the windows open. Yeah. And yet they have all the like they're folding pizza boxes. People are going to eat pizza out of and they're just fine with like all this bug spray. Yeah, it's hilarious. He, well, the dad says, leave the windows open and we'll get a free, <laughs> free. fumigation. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of here. I mean, it's also yeah. like. This dad is so bad he can't even fold the pizza box. It right. does, so yeah. unemployable. Right. Yes. Yeah. Was the dad the one that screwed that up? Because they were like, yeah, he. They did were. They were the like guy. one of yeah. one of the four yep. sets of boxes. Were yeah, bad. it was the dad. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's a. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. Yeah, this is a movie that it the does less hinge, you know about it, probably it does the have better. some big twists and hinges. It, it on does, things, but it, it but, yeah, um, the, you don't feel cheated by those. No, it's no, like, it's it's not it, like irrational things. You know. Yeah. It's great. All right, let's go to my number 10, which is another true story. A lot of true stories in my list this year, but anyway. Richard Jewell is my number 10 movie. Okay. Richard Jewell, the story of the the uh, man who was a security worker at the Atlanta Olympics in 1996. Yeah. He was working security. Uh, a bomb goes off. Yep. He discovers this bomb. It goes off. It, I think it killed one person and yeah. injured a few others, and uh, he was investigated for being the bomber himself. Yeah. And you see uh, the FBI trying to get him to admit that he did it. Mm-hmm. And Richard Jewell, a big fat guy who's not really all that with it. Yeah. You know, he's kind yeah. of a bumpkin. Yeah. He lives <laughs> with his mother, played by Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates. Yeah. Uh, who's great. Mm-hmm. And... um. 
you know, the story, again, you talk about movies or stories, which we said earlier, this is a great story. It is. Uh, there are people who don't like this because it seems to be uh, anti-media. The, the news media is certainly a villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people that feel it's a little too right-wing. Clint, Clint Eastwood made it, and right. he, we know his political, mm-hmm. we know what political uh, beliefs he holds. Right. Uh, but I thought it was really well done. I thought it was uh, a great story, and they did it great. Paul Walter Hauser. Mm-hmm was an open mic comedian, Jason, here in the state of Michigan. I had no idea. I believe he's from Bay City. Okay. And yeah, he, Saginaw, know, Bay City. See, people, know, people knew him from yeah. the okay. comedy scene. We, I don't ever remember the guy. I don't know that him. I ever met him. Uh, but he's great awesome. as Richard Jewell. It's, it's a great movie. I don't know. I liked I, it. Yeah. I thought the performances were tremendous. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I understood the problems people had with it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, but does it ruin it? Because, I mean, one of the complaints is that this reporter that Olivia Wilde plays, you know, she is dead, the real person, and they use her name, and she sleeps with the FBI guy, played by John Hamm, in order to get this information, and that is nowhere on the record, and they're speculating that that might happen. But they also, her friends have been like, yeah, well, she'd hike her skirt up and whatever and flirt with guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know. The problem is they attack journalists. Yeah. So the press immediately, reflectively, had to go, nope. Yeah. yeah. And it, this movie got, the discussion about it was so much more exciting and interesting that no one went and saw it. Right. It got, yeah, like, it kind of, yeah, it died it at the buried, box office yeah. and people just, I don't think, wanted to engage in that story. <laughs> but I think the acting is terrific. Some people have said if they had gotten, like, if Matt Damon had gained 100 pounds, that people would have no, been more into this movie. they got a guy that was perfect They got an the actual part. fat right. guy, yeah. They got a real-life yeah. fat guy. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Sam Rockwell's awesome. I can Sam watch, Rockwell's fantastic. I can watch yes. Sam Rockwell just do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I love Sam Rockwell. I liked this movie, but didn't... Uh, I, it was a little slow and old-fashioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love like, it. it. Well, because... It's you know, made Cl- by a... Clint Eastwood is slow and old-fashioned. old-fashioned you know? right. Exactly. So it was a little bit drowsy, but I thought really well... Yeah, it's good. Did you see it, Jason? I missed this, but I am very familiar with the story. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I you know I don't know that a lot of people even remember that bombing. I mean, it was, yeah. it was I, a while ago. I think I was watching TV when it happened. I was too. Yeah, and, and my brother lived in Atlanta. Lives still lives in Atlanta, okay. and he lived there at the time. So I'm like, whoa, hey, and Larry, think, you're not in this, are you? You're right. Know? And this was pre 9/11, so this was like like now that yeah, would be like yeah. a firecracker one. Yeah, but, but we, we had was, not been bombed. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. what it does really well. It, well, we had there was the World Trade Center bombing in '93. Exactly, there was that. What yeah, this does really it. well is uh, shows you what it's what it is like to be the focus of a story yeah. and a media storm. Right. And I thought that part of it was really fascinating. Like you know, yeah. you're the if there were thirty TV trucks outside your window right yes. now, trying to get in and check out the exciting life of Joel Fragamenti, mm-hmm. uh, y- y- what would that what would be like to be on that pressure cooker? And that that was the best part of it. Yeah. Movie. Well, it's uh, I really enjoy again. Movies are stories. I think the Richard Jewell story is a great story, and they told it well, so that was my thing. All right, give us a number nine there, Mr. Jason, if you will. Okay, number nine, another documentary, Apollo 11. All right, Apollo yeah. 11. Anything with the space program, I'm always going to be there. Yes. And you see it on an IMAX screen or 70 millimeter, whatever you could do. Um, you know, yeah. I think it. Uh, I think we've lost a little bit of the fascination with space. Yeah. You know, and that makes me sad because I think there's a lot of. Without, I'm not going to get political here, but I think there's a lot of money we put into certain things that if we could put into space, man, there's so many things we haven't done. Yeah. We haven't really done that much. 
I mean, since this, I mean, as far as like going somewhere and exploring it mm-hmm. and, you know, and bringing things back. Yeah. So um, I would love for a movie like that to, to re-inspire people to well, space great. The thing about this, and this is my number seven movie of the year, by the way. Okay. I really liked it. Yeah. And you can get it on Hulu, by the way. That's where I saw it. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it really, it's just the story of Apollo 11. The first man's, uh, the first man on the moon, okay? Right. And, and, you know, Neil Armstrong and uh, I forget the other guys, but anyway. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is there's not that talking Michael head. Collins, Remember Mike Buzz Aldrin? Uh, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz, uh, yeah. But, you know, it's really just the archival footage of right. it happening and the voiceovers from Mission Control and all that stuff. And it's funny because we all know the story. Mm-hmm. You went to school, you learned the story, exactly. you've been an adult, there's been a million documentaries about this. And yet there's still tension is, are they going to make it? And that's why it's so great. That's a great It's because you're watching it and you're going, boy, I hope these guys are going to be able to land safely. I hope they get home safely. And yeah. it's like, we already know how this ends, and yet it's yeah. so great. And the other thing is that the, the footage uh, of, of you know the launch and all that is this like 65-millimeter footage that was like in canisters for right. like 50 years that mm-hmm. they didn't even know existed. Right. And so when you see this, it looks like it took place... First of all, some people are going to look at that and go, what is this fake footage of this rocket? Right. Like, this looks too good to be real, well, a lot of and the, it's completely real. It's just this really high-quality footage. A lot of yeah. the problem of the moon, the fake moon landing conspiracy <laughs> right. came from the fact that NASA yeah. stupidly lost the tapes uh-huh. of the, the, all the footage that we see is a literally, it's a camera shot of a television model. Of a t- yeah. Okay. So we're not, like... <laughs> okay. Because right. they, they put a record, they put it. They were smart enough to go. Let's record the TV coverage uh-huh, of the landing, yeah. but the actual high quality uh, footage they were taking mm. of the landing and broadcasting live. Yeah, they were like, "Where'd that tape go? Yeah, where do we put those? Right, and well, they might have been whoops. erased or whatever. So, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but that's it's... why people go, "Oh, it doesn't look real." Yeah, the moon. Now you see when you see the footage that like. Armstrong and Aldrin yeah, they took shot on the moon, and they took that's stills in like and sixteen millimeter yeah, film and looks right. real. Yeah, it's really, it's really a beautiful, well done, tension filled. Now, some people say that this didn't get a nomination for best documentary because this is more historical footage recreation of the event rather than like a documentary. But I thought it was wonderful. I you thought know, it was great. The, the the documentary category in the Oscars is the the departments vote on the cat the nominees. Yes. And so, I, what goes on in the documentary category? Uh, I have we're gonna no we're idea. gonna get to that because I know, saw some all of these them are real and, Byzantine. Uh, <laughs> Joel, real quick, if I just jump in, yeah. you, you mentioned uh, uh, tension, even though you know they make it. it. Reminded me of a documentary from a few years ago called Man on Wire about Philippe. Yeah, Petit, sure, that was the, wonderful. The fella, yeah. yeah, that that uh, tightrope walk between the yeah, twin yeah, towers. Yeah. And you watch that every time I watch it. Still, I'm still terrified he's gonna fall. Even yeah, though we know he doesn't. Right. It's, and they made a live action. They made a yeah. right. narrative version right. of that. Right. Yes. Right. With, with Joseph Joe, Gordon-Levitt, Joe Gordon yeah, I saw him. that, and and this, you know, they did First Man, yeah, which is basically right. you know, a live action version of that. Yeah. Mr. Rogers also they had a documentary. Well, we'll the live action. I think we're yeah. going to get to that later. Okay, uh, but yeah, Apollo Eleven's great. You, you should, guys should see again. It's on Hulu. Yep. Again, Hulu, bring in the documentary. Hulu's bringing it. This All right, year. give us a number eight, Mr. Jason, if you will. Okay, at number eight, I had The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese. Irishman. All yeah. right. What can I say about this? I mean, I love historical fiction. Uh, this yeah. is the interpretation of sort of the whole Jimmy Hoffa story as told from somebody who was up close and personal with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually would love for us to return to a time when three hour movies are not so rare and that people don't complain about mm-hmm. I don't want to sit through it. 
You know, I think if something's worth seeing and there's enough there to be three hours, all the better. But I mean, you had a lot of uh, hard hitters in there: Al Pacino, Joe sure. Pesci. Those um, guys are great. One of my favorite comedians makes an appearance. Uh, Sebastian uh, Matsukunko. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in there. Has a nice little uh, cameo. Jim Norton's in there. Jim Norton plays. Jim Norton Don plays Rickles. It's yeah. a little spoiler, but it was great. Yeah. I, I mean, what else can you say? Martin Scorsese, Stephen Van Zandt, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Great movie. Loved it. Well, Corey, uh, you clearly... Now, look, this did I not- saw The Irishman twice. So yeah. I, <laughs> wow. I literally sat through that thing. I sat through six and eight hours of that. <laughs> um, I did not enjoy The Irishman. I saw it twice. Yeah. Because I thought, after the first time, I was so virulently disgusted. I didn't. I wasn't disgusted. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, let me watch it again. Yeah. And I admired parts of it the second time. Around. Yeah. But... My general complaint about it remains yeah. that uh, we've been there with Scorsese. Sure. He made yeah. the absolute pinnacle, perfect, yes. untoppable mob movie, which you could make for a thousand years yeah. and not make a better movie well, than Goodfellas. Scorsese's made on the subject. that twice now. And then he did Casino, which he is Casino, a very good movie. Which is still which not I as like. Yeah, exactly. I like Casino, yes. but... It's it, you know what I mean. It's like it's like if you had a Wayne Gretzky was never going to score eighty goals again. Yeah. So a, any other season after that, you're going to say, yeah. "Well, that was great, Wayne." But you, th- so he tried to repeat something he couldn't repeat. Right. Even though he's doing it from the perspective of an old man, and it's it's much more involved in morbidity. And it's, it's nostalgic and, right. in that way because you're watching this, going, "Oh, this is like Goodfellas." Yeah. Although it, it's it's like. He wants to indulge in the Goodfellas doo-wop mm-hmm. romanticism of the 50s and mm-hmm. Little Italy and all this stuff. And then at the end, they go, oh, shit, what did we do? Yeah. Which he did not do in Good. Nobody in Good. Everybody in Goodfellas was committed to the life and loved it. Yeah. Here, they have a little tiny bit of remorse at the end. Yeah. And that's supposed to go, yeah. hey, look, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. Um, well. It just doesn't stack up to his other works. I, it's a better movie than most people could make. Yeah. But I, for Scorsese, he set a bar too high for himself. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I don't think it's one of his very best movies. Well, I have but. a category called good but overrated, and mm-hmm. that's where this sits for me. Mm-hmm. It's too fucking long. Mm-hmm. The CGI in that did not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, if it doesn't work for a second, it's bad. I agree. And, you know, I didn't have a problem with it in like uh, in Rogue One when they did Tarkin. Tarkin. A, like that kind of worked for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But, you know, there's a scene where Robert De Niro is kicking the shit out of a guy outside a grocery the, store. Yeah. The, yeah. And, you know, it's like an 85 year old guy and he moves like, mm. but he looks like he's 30. Take this, you kid. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like Mr. Burns. It's comical. It's like when Mr. Burns it, it throws a punch. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it kind of weird. is. And that certainly. <clears throat> Smithers. Oh, that part of it really, you know. So to me, there's a good two-hour movie inside this yeah. three-plus hour thing. I feel like you could maybe it's a mini-series or something, yeah, or a TV that. show. It would have been better I, to break it up. I honestly, feel you could have taken the whole Pacino storyline out. Now, yeah, and it would have been just as interesting. Yeah, yeah, probably more because Pacino. Pacino's good in it, though. No, I mean, he, Pacino plays Al Pacino. Yeah. Okay, but he's good playing Al Pacino. Hey, I'm with you. And, and then he's trying to do a Midwest accent. <laughs> and it, but it's still Al Pacino. Yeah, and it, you Scott. It's like a mess. I'm not saying he sounds like Jimmy Hoffa, but I enjoyed what he did. I thought Joe Pesci was very Pesci good in was this. good, uh, and I thought De Niro was De Niro. I think he's been better in a million other things. And yeah, Pacino's always got that one scene where he goes ape shit, and he has that in this one. Yeah. And what I liked about Joe Pesci, though, he sort of played 
a little bit against type, at least of what we're used to seeing him in these types of movies, mm-hmm. where he's just a r- raving psychopath. He's the voice of reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he, this one, he was it was a much more subtle performance, and I, I really liked him in it. But uh, the best yeah. performance in the movie is Anna Paquin, and she has three. She lines. has nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, that's her yeah. presence. As the daughter, she, it's the best performance. I agree. Yeah. She yeah. she holds the whole the whole story spins around her. Yeah, yeah. But well, I just didn't. It didn't work for me. I, it's yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I in, think, in terms of, I'm not saying it's a bad. Again, I'm not right. with you. It's not a bad movie, but right. we expect more. Well, there's mm-hmm. some stat that I saw about you know almost no one can get through this in one sitting, mm. and that should tell you all you need to know. Set right me there. saw it twice. Well, you're a second time. I second time I went out in the hallway and talked to the publicist <laughs> yeah, for about okay, a half well, hour. Don't you think that's kind of more of like a, the right thing to it do? It sounds more of like a generational problem because I know I don't think people were saying that about Goodfellas, were they? Like, but Goodfellas is Goodfellas a, is less than three hours though. Uh, it's like two no, thirty-five. Or yeah, that's a people complained about Doctor Shivago. Yeah, but they had an intermission. That's in those true. Movies. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's Lawrence of I think if this movie's great, no one's going to care that it's three hours. Yeah, and it just isn't great. You get bored with it. It's, it's too. There's too much going on. It's, mm. it's too too dense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we're, our numbers are out of sync. So I got to go next. Yeah. Anyway, it's my number nine. Mm-hmm. And because you gave an eight, so I don't, we'll get back. To, I don't even. We're, we're, this whole format is b- being blown up it's right okay. in front of my face here. <laughs> uh, but again, controversial for some people. Some people love it. Some people hate it. With me at nine means I liked it. But anyway, Joker is my number nine movie. Okay. Uh, now look, here's the thing about Joker, and, and maybe comic book movies just ended up. Uh, one of the things that I like is when they strip away all of the bullshit. And they get right back to it, and they make these people real. That's why I think something like Watchmen worked, you know, the HBO series and the movie yeah. that came before it. If you saw The Boys on Amazon this mm-hmm. year, it was a great series mm-hmm. where they, you know, and that was had a little bit more comedy than certainly something like Joker, mm-hmm. but that making these people real people yeah. is great. Um, very intense. Yeah. Too intense for some people. Yeah. Some people, and certainly people within the film uh, watching, critiquing community, find that it is too reverential. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Scorsese, too, Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. King of Comedy yeah. Now, personally, I feel like, hey, everybody's influenced by everything. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't hold Taxi Driver and King of Comedy that precious that people can't use it as influence. Of course. Uh, I didn't feel like it was a ripoff. I think it was an original take, mm-hmm. kind of using some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joaquin Phoenix is great. Mm. The acting was across the board very good. De Niro's in this. Yeah. And De Niro's perfectly fine in this. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, um, having said that, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Um, it will not be my favorite movie. I know for some guys it is. You know, I was listening to Penn Jillette on his podcast, and he was talking about, he said, you know, if I was an angsty 25-year-old, this would be the greatest movie I ever saw. Yeah, right. He said, but I'm not. And I'm not either. And while I liked Joker... And, you know, give Joaquin Phoenix the award if you want. He did a great job with it. You know, to me, I, I respect it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think uh, the direct Todd Phillips, I think, is very talented. Yeah. I think The Hangover is one of the great comedies ever. Mm-hmm. And I think he's clearly talented based on this. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Jason, what did you think? Yeah, I had it my number three. Number three. All yeah. right. What I found interesting about it was, you know, you start out with a guy who's essentially harmless law-abiding citizen for the most part, yeah. doesn't have a lot, is trying to do his best through life. And I think a lot of people immediately are like, okay, I'm with this guy, I can relate to yeah. this. And the mental illness stuff. And then you just see, like, 
as little tragedy after little tragedy after little tragedy starts to escalate yeah. and his mental uh, I mean, facilities he, start to... He was so crazy, he tries stand-up comedy. Oh, he's... I mean, he's a complete mental patient. It's so, I mean, at it's that so point, sad. <laughs> but I think how many people can relate to that, too. You know, and he just starts to the go... The problem is he didn't take the class. <laughs> <laughs> he Believe wasn't me, prepared. I will tell you that I have had people... Way crazier than this character in my comedy That's class. I can disturbing. assure you of that. It's very disturbing. Yes, but, but you I, just uh, you see you see his gradual disintegration, and I think what makes him sort of this anti-hero is that you don't you don't see him go after people that he doesn't think have wrong has wronged him in some way. You yeah. know, it's always very specific, and sure. I lo- love that conversation he has with Robert De Niro on the talk show because they're both basically arguing conservative and liberal points yeah you know joker's saying you know if i was a uh, just a poor guy laying on the street walk right over me de niro's saying we'll take some personal responsibility and we've all heard that yeah. conversation yeah. like at thanksgiving dinner and then there's that collision well i hope they don't make another one of these because it's it can only get sillier you think and i think what they're they did here was that seems inevitable good? yeah well i know Corey, you have thoughts about joker Oh, it's my worst movie of the year. <laughs> okay. Worst well, movie of the enough. decade, worst fair movie of the century. I, see, I, I never hated a movie more in my why, life. Why do you hate it it's so despicable. much? I know you hate really? it. It's a, you know why? Why do you it's hate it? It's a loathsome piece of shit. That's why. Well, it, I, I hated it on moral grounds, and I don't have any morals. I find the mo- message of this movie yeah. that your violence is justified. Mm-hmm. Your mental illness is a treasure, mm-hmm. and your violence is worthwhile. Mm. To be the worst message that could be possibly transmitted to anyone in this lifetime, particularly at this moment. Well, this, is a yeah, throwing, I... this is throwing a hand grenade onto a stack of gas cans. This is a shitty movie by a shitty guy. It's <laughs> a shitty guy. The, the Hangover is not a great movie. The Hangover is a great movie. Let's not get... Let, well, did you see Hangover? Ken Jong's in The Hangover. Let's get real. <laughs> did you see Hangover 3? Listen, you can... I don't believe this guy's a genius. Fine, but if you I insult don't... the mass Singer, we're going to th- we're gonna throw down. Oh, no, I'm making oh, a joke okay. now. That's horrible, mm-hmm. but okay. <laughs> would, it, would it be great if the Joker was under one of those hoods and we suddenly... Yeah, no, I, I, I... I hate the movie. Okay, and I never really feel... I'm not like one of these guys that goes, oh, it's because, it, you know, it, it's, it's about awful people, so I can't like the movie. Yeah. No, this is an awful movie uh, that takes it, it. Okay, not it's artificial. Okay, obviously it's a comic book movie about yeah, a is, cartoon yes. character. But the problem is they take a cartoon character that everybody knows and has existing emotions and mm-hmm. feelings to, and grafts it onto this extraordinarily cynical story. Mm-hmm. And it literally is a story about how a mentally damaged uh, patient on medicine gets his power and liberation through random violence. Mm. He doesn't just hurt people that have wronged him. Mm-hmm. Actually, first of all, everyone wrongs him. Well, there yeah. is no one... The only person who's remotely nice to him is the neighbor who smiles at him. Mm. And then, I don't want to spoil... No, don't go see this movie. Uh, <laughs> but it's implied that he hurts her and her child. Mm-hmm. But we don't see it. No, but it's very strongly implied. Well, okay. That scene is left open mm-hmm. that and knowing what, how this guy has behaved in every other sequence, sure. what do you think happened to them? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 uh, also, yeah. they tried to tell us that Robert De Niro is a hilarious comedian. <laughs> and I find that premise That's to be fl- flawed. A little offensive. Yeah. Um, look, I, I look, I, I understand your apologies critiques. to Mark Marin for it, who, well, who has, he's in it for in five minutes. Come on. But, yeah, he's the, the the producer right on the talk yeah. show. Yeah. Who were the comics in this? It was uh, no, the guys that played the comedian. Gary Goldman is in Gary Goldman. And uh, uh, Sam I think Morell. Sam Morell's in there. Sam yeah. Morell is more heard than seen. But, you know, Sam, yeah, 
we we hear Sam, Sam talking. And Sam's here. great and Gary's great. Um, but look, I, I look, I I understand that you're taking our current political climate and putting it on top of you know a critique of this film. Look, I think history has shown us that this isn't inspiring people to go out and do bad things. I think that's a ridiculous fear. I think it's I think it's a silly point to make. Look, yeah. if you don't want to like this movie, it's okay. But I I don't think that you need to. You know, you might think the world is fuck, and I'm not talking oh. about you personally, but, you know, if it applies, it applies. But, you know, didn't, I mean... Didn't the guy... Okay. Maybe, I mean, it, if... Now, we like, haven't seen a direct correlation. I'm not... And look, I'm not going to be like, hey, you played Halo as a kid, now you're going to go out and no, shoot people. No, it's... Or it's, you play, you know, yes. or you play Fortnite. But, it just, I personally felt that this movie was gross. I just did Irresponsible. Well, yeah, I yeah. Look, we're going to... And, and I... And I it's not like this is something I do normal. I'm not like, you know, I'm not like Michael Medved. And I'm like, oh, I was offended by J-Lo's ass on the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm this is the farthest yes. thing from who I am. Well. But I didn't, I thought this movie was irresponsible in the way it depicted the character well, and empowered him. And then also had mobs in the street mm. that were cheering him yeah, on. But they, they, and then they can go, from the political angle, they can go, see, this is what Trump's guys are like. Yeah. And, uh. That's not as sharp a critique as what Parasite did, mm. which really uh, involves the whole society from the top and the bottom and, and indicts everybody in yeah. it. Well, look, you could that certainly... That says something about the corrosive power of money and what it does to people and affects him. This is a guy who is abused by everybody he meets except the one woman who smiles on him and then he imagines that's his girlfriend. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, he's a delusional psychopath. He is. Mm. I, I, you're not wrong in... You, you are only wrong in your conclusions. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But yeah, look, I like Joker. I think you could not like it. Uh, and I think Parasite, when you bring in Parasite, yeah, the, the thing that people don't like about Parasite would be the same reason people don't like Joker. I think that one of the differences is that, boy, leading up to the end of Parasite, it's fantastic. Yeah. And there's almost nothing to not like about it. True. And then, you know, maybe at the end you don't like it. Yeah, I mean, Joker is, uh, like I said, I don't think I ever need to see it again. It can be a hard movie to watch. Um, but you know, fears that this movie is inciting people or somehow, uh, look, it's a movie. We all know it's a movie and yeah, maybe people that are going to wear the t-shirts and talk How about many it. Open micers. Did you see make the Joker their profile pick? Yeah, there's, there's some, or they start, doing, I think I know a guy that has that throwing, currently, but that's start not... throwing these dank memes around. <laughs> I may have. Him well, on look, my I mean, oh, God. <laughs> but but I think you're also you're projecting you don't like some of these guys. And so you're projecting that back on the movie. You don't like the reaction to this movie more than you dislike the movie. Well, I dislike the movie. Yes. And but, OK, you don't like uh, the on, fandom on surrounding. A, on a, yes. Well, and you know what? All of those things apply to yeah. a movie mm -hmm. um, on. a. I just try to as a critic, I try to say what I've seen eight million movies. What works for me and what doesn't? Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to not work for other people. But I tend to come at it from I think a movie has to achieve certain goals, mm -hmm. and I even if there's great technique involved, like technically the Lion King is an incredible achievement in CGI. Okay, yes. Narratively, it's boring. Okay, and animals can't act. Yes, <laughs> photorealistic lions. If that inspires animals to talk, right? I will be against the <laughs> but Lion King. You know what I mean, though. But it okay. So I think Joker. Fails in what it says, mm -hmm. not necessarily in how it's made. Yeah. He does a nice, credible job of copying 70s Paul sure, Schrader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's. Uh, well, 
But you know, there was a guy. Taxi driver had something to fucking say. This doesn't. Was it Bosley Crowther from the New York Times who didn't get Bonnie and Clyde? Yes. And he was kind of run out of the business because he didn't get it. Yeah, but I, that's not this case. Okay, that's just a historical thing. Uh, no, I know he and, and okay. there yeah. were well a lot of the old guard turned yeah. their nose. Uh, God, but you know that happens all the time. Okay. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the apartment. Yeah, and they read the bad reviews for the apartment, mm-hmm. and like the New Yorker magazine slammed yeah. it. I went. This is an Academy Award winning film, one of the greatest like comedies of all time. Yes, greatest director. Everyone loves ever, the yes. apartment now. Mm-hmm. People adore that movie. Yeah. There were critics that slammed it. Okay. So, yeah. you know. All right. Well, I think again, because of the numbers, I'm gonna give you the next one, because I think you gave us an eight. And I've not given you an eight, and I don't think we've talked about it, but I have Jojo Rabbit at number eight. Okay. Uh, if you don't know this movie, Taika Watiti, who you should know. Because mm-hmm. he's fantastic mm-hmm. in almost everything he does, from acting, directing, writing, whatever. Uh, this is a story about a young boy in Nazi Germany, and Hitler's his imaginary friend. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There it is. How much would you pay? But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> his mother is protecting a Jewish woman from the Third Reich, yeah. a Jewish girl. Yeah. And she's hiding in the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, the little boy who plays Jojo Rabbit, he's the yeah. character. He's trying to be in Hitler Youth, and they don't take him. Um, it's really well done. Very whimsical. Yeah. Uh, very Wes Anderson yeah. uh, in its style, I, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, which, you know, for me, Wes Anderson, uh, I, I, some Wes Anderson I'm in for, and some Wes Anderson I'm not in yeah. for. Uh, I really like this. I think it's great. I think some people I know because I have I got some uh, internet reaction from fans sure. and friends, and some people had this as their favorite movie. Here's why it's not my favorite movie, uh, it's not higher on my list, even mm-hmm. though I love it. it. Is nominated for best picture. It's my fourth favorite Taika Waititi movie. Okay, and based on that, mm-hmm. it can't be my favorite. If you want to know the other Taika Waititi Sup. movies, Eagle vs. Shark, mm-hmm. Hunt for the Wilder People. people. And what, what, we, else? Do what, we, do what we do in the shadows, shadows are yeah. all better than this. Sure. And Thor Ragnarok was pretty good, too, mm-hmm. but not as good as Jojo Rabbit. So I really liked it. Uh, but, you know, it's and again, I think some people aren't going to get this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a black comedy. Yeah. You know, it's a black comedy with Hitler's I didn't character. See Mike played Epps. by Mike Taika Waititi. Mike Epps Mike Epps wasn't in there. We're going to talk about Mike Epps in a minute. He's But, yeah. Um yeah, it was good. What'd you think, Jason? He also did. Uh, he's also responsible for uh, Baby Yoda getting slugged in the head. He, in the Mandalorian. he played well. Yeah, he's the he's the robot in uh, IG Eleven. IG Eleven in that. Yeah, he's in so much stuff now. He's he great. Is. Yeah, he's a really interesting, charismatic guy. Yeah, Flight I like, of the Concords. He yeah, worked on that. I like him. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's the type of personality and the type of talent that movies need right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and I think he's a very it is an entertaining movie. I know when it first uh, came out, there was all this talk about. Well, wait a minute. You're putting Hitler as a. We're going to make fun and have a yes. whole Hitler through it. But when you watch it, it works. It feels like it's Mel Brooks a little bit d- in that yeah, way. That's a yeah, good way of putting it's, it's it. Just yeah. got that thing going. Yeah, definitely. Corey, you really like this, right? I had a number three. Number three from Corey. All right. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. And uh, yeah, you're a big Mel- Wes Mel- Anderson guy, too. Well, I do like Wes Anderson. I mean, a couple of them, not, yeah. not as much. Yeah. But um, the Mel Brooks is an appropriate yeah, uh, yeah. comparison because mm-hmm. Mel Brooks really made a fool of Hitler as his revenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was what he was, yeah. you know, uh, and Mel Brooks was in World War II. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, you know, this movie does, and uh, Taika Waititi is, is one of the only Jowries 
he's a Jewish Maori. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's a there's a combo for all me. right. Um, so you know, uh, it was. It, I have film groups, and one of them is like all Jewish. Yeah, and I they were a little skittish about yeah. seeing this. And, mm. Some of them didn't want to see it, right. and I think it's a tremendous movie. I think it really works. It's funny. They used Rebel Wilson effectively. Yeah, which is look at like that. Hard to do. She's going to come up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. She is. Uh, but yeah, I uh, mean, again, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, always you can, good. You could never lose with Sam yeah. Rockwell. Yeah, it's great. It's really well done. Scarlett and even, Johansson. In, even in the broadest, that you're like, oh my god, Hitler's his imaginary friend. How yeah. lame. There's subtle stuff in there, like. The Sam Rockwell character being gay, mm-hmm. and the, he's making the already gay Nazi uniforms gayer. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, yeah. like those because you can't look at those SS uniforms and not be like, it's mm, a little yeah, some S and M kind of deal going on yeah. here. And he's putting like bigger epaulets on his things. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know the actor's name, but his his buddy, yes, his childhood yes. friend, is the best. Yeah. That's the best character of the yeah. year. I love that kid so mm-hmm. much. Not. The main kid, Jojo Rabbit's great, but his little buddy oh, the little bo- who yeah. goes off to war is just I amazing. Mean, the, it's so look, great. There's a scene in this movie where a, an adult puts a grenade in a kid's backpack and goes, <laughs> go hug an American. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, this yeah, is not dating. How works. can you get wilder than this movie? This right. this thing could have completely failed. And Shouldn't it works. have worked yeah, at yeah, all, it but works. it did. All right, Jason, give me a number seven, if you yeah. will. Why don't you do that? So at number seven, I had Knives Out, all directed right. by Ryan Johnson. Yes. It was. Uh, I found it extremely entertaining night at the movies. It was. Yes. It was. I think best compare it to movies like Clue, sort of that old fashioned sure, who done yeah. it. The Agatha Christie, he, right, exactly. Movies, yeah. Daniel Craig plays a very interesting character, the inspector who's there to sort of make his way through this family who are, you know, the 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 uh, the, the father dies and the family's all gathered. So mm. it's one of those movies where it, most of it takes place in one location, yeah. and everybody's gathered, and then you as the viewer start looking at. What was his motivation? What was her motivation? Who's responsible for this murder? And then you start to replay scenes back in your head. And then, you know, obviously it it plays out probably differently than you think it would. And I just found it extremely entertaining. And not a lot of baggage, not a lot of heavy messages. No, or, it's a fun... It's just fun. If murder a, can be fun, it was and fun. And it's, it's an all-star cast. I yes. mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans. Don Johnson. Don John. I mean, uh, I forget Michael Shannon, everyone yeah. that's in this. It's, it's such a great cast. Great, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It just missed making my top. I think it would okay. have been like 17 out of 15. And here's my only real... Well, first of all, I, I, uh, I, I was wondering, well, I... I have the mystery about why uh, and who. I'm still trying to figure out who killed Luke Skywalker and why. That was Ryan Johnson's fault. <laughs> that Kathleen, was, he's guilty. Kennedy. Well, I think Ryan had a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. But we forgive him <laughs> for Last Jedi because Knives Out is really good. It is good. Um, I think the only thing that really maybe let it down to me was like the mystery. It didn't engage me as much as I was hoping mm-hmm. it would, mm-hmm. meaning that I'm trying to figure it out. And while I guess you can figure it out, I guess maybe... It wasn't as I don't know. Maybe we've seen so many mystery shows and things. Yeah, that we think we're this one. Maybe yeah. doesn't quite give you that satisfaction of the aha moment. Yeah, that's true. It's trying to it's trying to be more clever, so people either don't figure it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen, I think they're going to do more of these movies with Daniel heard, Craig. Yeah, I would like that, and I think he's great. I mean, of all the guys, yeah, we go. Who's got range? Well, not Daniel Craig, and right. here he's a Southern investigator, oh, and it's great. I think yeah, he should change his accent for every movie. <laughs> should be you know Portuguese. So, what do you think of this one? Uh, I liked it, but I wanted more. Yeah, I wanted more interaction of just. I just wanted the cast 
to go at each other. Yeah. We didn't get enough. That of, was funny. Yeah. yeah was we didn't get funny. enough of that. I yeah, wanted yeah, more yeah. of the family <laughs> fighting with each other. Yeah. And then it got really into the story of the nurse. Yeah. And it became right. her storyline. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't as engaging to me as, you know, if two, if it was just Michael Shannon and Jamie Lee Curtis yelling at each other yeah. Oh, yeah. for two hours, I would have been more fun. That, that was great. Yeah, that would be great. Then everybody's really good in it. Which it's, is what you want out of this, like, Agatha Christie yes. kind of yeah. pot boiler, mm-hmm. you know, suspense. Right. Like, I wanted, it was fun, but it wasn't as people that were like, this was incredible. Well, I kind of... Was it's like, a breath wait, of fresh was, air for so many it, people. Yeah, though, it was fun, but know? it was like, you, have you seen one of these before? Yeah, nah. there's a there's a couple of really good fly on the wall moments where they're arguing, like when Don Johnson they're talking. Uh, Don Johnson and uh, Tony Collette, I think, are arguing about Trump's politics, and they will bring in the immigrant. Let's ask her. And they kind of put her on the stand yeah. and go at her. That's uh, that's some some of the fun stuff. I think that you were saying maybe we could have had more of that. I, yeah, I wanted more of that. It was it was fun. I'm not again another one that wasn't bad. But yeah, yeah, I would just miss, just missed on my list. Jason, Give us a number six, because my, my seven was Apollo 11. So. Okay. So at six, I had Us, directed by Jordan Peele. Us, yes. Very entertaining. I've always wanted to see uh, Hands Across America put into a movie somehow and used <laughs> as an engaging plot I device. had to explain that to my girlfriend while we're watching it. Oh, okay. I go, no, this was a real thing that happened, and it was kind of before time. So It's it's yeah. weird that, 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 that they actually pulled that up. But anyway... Yeah, I found it very original. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jordan Peele obviously is is really talented guy. He's doing some different things. What was the his previous uh, Get Out? Was Get it, Out yeah, yeah. was the big hit. Yeah, Get Out was. I think him. this is a much better movie. Um, I love Lupita Nyong'o. I think she's super talented sure. and she does a lot of cool things in this. It's just a. It's really rare, I think, now when you can see a movie, especially like a horror sort of thriller movie, where you honestly. You either don't know where it's going, or you're so far off yeah. when you guess. I had sure. some some genuinely scary moments, which I think is rare. Yeah, it's very well done it's as very, a, as a horror movie. Although yeah. I would not say this is your traditional horror movie. No, correct. it's more of a sci-fi thing. Ish, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's very it is very Twilight Zone. I don't know if it's literally credited to, but there is a there is a Twilight Zone episode oh, yeah. that sort of has this same thing. And I know he, he loves Twilight Zone, Jordan Peele. He made that new Twilight Zone. Yeah, doesn't Zone he produce and host? That three people saw, I think. Yeah, which is Did you see the new Twilight Zone? I watched Zone? the one about comedians. And, and that and, was it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care for it. Yeah, I didn't care for that either, but anyway. Jordan Peele is the most overrated <laughs> director in Hollywood. Well, we'll see what he does. I yeah. didn't think Get Out was as good as everyone said, I but either. I liked it. And Us, again, Us I have on my good but overrated. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it uh for what it was but at the end of the day i'm watching it going yeah this can end right now really you know i was sort of getting i got to the end of it and went like i enjoyed this while it was happening but i've seen enough okay i disliked it you disliked it a lot Mm -hmm. really it's because the gimmick is so dumb well Mm -hmm. the gimmick is plot let's not give that away i'm not giving away the gimmick let's not give it away but okay the first uh, if you watch the first half hour of it yeah i enjoyed it yeah and then they put a pivot in there. Yeah. And the pivot wasn't as effective as what I had in my head. The twist. Mm. The twist. Uh, and I'll tell you, without spoiling it, yeah. I'll tell you what I what my take on the movie would have been. Yeah. And it would have been a much more effective film, but they did it. It's, it pulled a, an M. Night Shyamalan on us. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the farther the they went into explaining the twist, yeah. the farther they went into the physics of the twist yeah. or whatever, the realities of it, the less I engaged in the movie because... Didn't make a lick of sense. Well, it, and it wasn't even in like 
Oh, sorry. sorry. It, it, you can't suspend w- disbelief enough. Because they this. didn't make it a magical thing. Yeah, they okay. made it a real thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the real thing, logistically, didn't make a damn nah, bit of sense. Right. Yeah. And that stretch. you can't maintain horror when you're trying to go, but how did they do that? Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do know. Okay, yeah. Godzilla is a big radioactive lizard. Yeah. I buy into that concept and don't need it explained mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. This was like... Wow, what a horrific n- nightmare this family's enduring. Yeah. Let's explain why they got there. And it went, no, nah, it was, thanks. It, and it, it fell apart in that regard. I, I mean, yeah. Again, I feel like, mm-hmm. I think horror movie fans probably liked this more. I'm not really a big horror movie fan. I think they liked it more than I would have. Great but, setup, lousy yeah. payoff. And I think some people were disappointed in us in that, you know, Get Out got a lot of credit as being the first kind of woke Anti, you know, Trump had just gotten elected. The movie yeah. was already in the can before yeah. the yeah. Trump election, and it kind of came out as this first reaction to Trump, but, but get, which was really just a timing thing. But yeah. Get Out stayed on message. It stayed on, yeah. It stayed on point. And, I grew up, we were alive when Hands Across America yeah, came around. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't recall the sinister implications of it, no. and it never struck me as this thing that was, like, what the metaphor he used it for, yeah. I was like, what? G- g- I yeah, was confused by it. I yeah. think some people uh, will really enjoy this more than others. I think if you're not a horror movie fan, I don't know that there's a lot of reason to see this, but it is really well made. I mean, I got to give Jordan Peele credit. Well, he's making horror movies for people who don't like horror yeah. movies. Yeah, that's, yeah. They're, they're not, this is not really for a horror buff. It's think, more for sorry. general audiences that yeah. want to get a little scare. There's ideas there's, in it. There's scares in it. I mean, to yeah. his credit, there's really there are jumpy things. But in they it. just, I, I just think that people are in a rush to celebrate the genius of Jordan Peele, and yeah. I don't get it. Well, that has been the focus of this podcast for years now. <laughs> it is not. Lupita Nyong'o. I think that, that's the, for her performance alone. I think is really worth seeing. You know, she's really great in this. I'm a big fan, obviously. Well, so she, if you're a fan of Maz Kanata, you're not oh a friend God. of mine. Well, no, that's oh, see geez. that that's, <laughs> that that's, is the worst character. But it's unforgivable. In Star Wars history. It's unforgivable to have her and then yeah. hide her behind whatever well, that is. Look, Star Wars. Well, I what, wasn't on the Star Wars what, episode, so you didn't get to hear me do 20 minutes on that. Oh, well, believe me, she... How she, they cast her and Carrie Russell I know. and make them not... I, like, I, they're like, I, let's put a helmet on <laughs> Carrie Russell and let's turn uh, Lupita Nyong'o into a frog. Well, it's... And whereas they could have given her, like, yellow contact lenses right. and been like, you're an alien, <laughs> and she's this gorgeous, stunning woman, yeah. and it would have been fine. I but, never understood that. Oh, oh God. All right, here's my number five movie, and again, we're going back to the documentary category. And also, as I say, you know, I say these are movies that I recommend. When I make my list, I think with one exception that's coming up, uh, these are movies that pretty much anyone would enjoy. This is my click. This is my pick-to-click, meaning you've probably <laughs> never heard of this. But if you have... The streaming service that this is on, this is what you should be watching tonight. Even though there's movies that are rated higher on it, probably almost none of you saw this. This is the most fun you'll have watching a movie this year. It's a documentary called Biggest Little Farm. It's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely amazing. It is basically a nature documentary about a farm in Southern California. Now, that may sound boring to you, (laughs) but basically this family moves out of... Uh, I believe they're living uh, near Venice Beach or something. And the problem is that their dog barks. 
Okay. They, they adopted a dog. This is how the story begins. They adopt a dog. The dog is barking. The dog is too loud for their apartment complex. So the wife decides, hey, I've always wanted to get a farm. Why don't we move out to this farm? And the husband, who is a nature uh, documentary cinematographer, says, all right, let's go start a farm mm-hmm. just outside of L.A. And it's like Simi Valley or somewhere, sure. if you know L.A. And that's your... And he just records everything that happens on this farm for years and years. Really? All the different animals. Uh, it's got a real arc to it, which is mm-hmm. nice. It's just beautifully uh, well-made. It's educational. Kids would enjoy Now, there is some stuff with animals, you know, with any animal thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Always, some of them get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm an not, animal. They don't all make it through. I'm an animal guy. So and would, that's, that's the case yeah. with farming. Sure. You're going to have that thing sure. where you're going to be introduced to these cute animals and they're going to be led to slaughter. Uh, and that does happen in it. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you that this movie is uh, just a delight. Why it's not nominated for Best Documentary, I guess it doesn't play, came take out place. It came out in the summer. It came out in the summer. And I guess. I guess because the Russians didn't fucking bomb this farm in California right. that these people don't count. Right. Documentary category dickheads. And we'll talk it, about that, that. But it's the problem is that well, it kid fell off people's radar. In the pa- we're going to talk more about documentaries. Ridiculous. They've done more, you know, uh, uh, the one that won last year, Free Solo. Yeah. But this year, the, all the documentaries are depressing, but this one isn't. It's right. great. It's, you're right. It's, very, it's on Hulu. It's very enjoyable. Farm. Yeah. It's comforting. Yes. Uh, although, you know, these people put up, they lose a lot of money and Yeah, well, there's struggle. that, sure, yeah, yeah. There's that, that element to it, too. I liked it. I liked it. It was yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. great. And, and, you know, I, I told my girlfriend, I said, we're going to watch this farm documentary tonight. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's not sexy. To? And I go, I go no. no, we're going to watch this farm documentary. You're going to love yeah. it. And she did love it. Did she? Yeah. I told her she's going to love some other things. She didn't love those. <laughs> but this one she loved. Excellent. So anyway, Definitely that's great. So I'm at number five. Give us a number five there, Mr. Jason. Yeah. So at number five, I had The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers. Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Yes. It's a huge fan of his previous movie, The Witch. I Never think saw The Witch. Truly terrifying horror movie. As far as The Lighthouse, I can't say that it was an enjoyable experience yes. to watch it. It was. <laughs> it was a bit of a chore, but to see Robert Pattinson and William Defoe in that small space going back and forth at each other. That in and of itself was just so much fun. Cinematography, it's in black and white. It's not in your usual 16 yes, format. Like, it's like a very square. TV-ish, yeah. yeah. It's in the Academy ratio. Right. Oh. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think I enjoyed it as I was watching, but I when I left the theater, I thought that was pretty damn good, pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, I uh, th- remember when I said my list is movies that I think everyone will sit down and enjoy? <laughs> right. Okay, this is my number two movie of the year. Okay. And I don't think there are, I think there are people that are going to hate this. I and agree. go, Joel, I watched this because you told me to, and I want to punch you in the I nose totally right agree. now. But here's the thing about it. It is the most complete and perfect movie that it's trying to be. Yep. It's trying to show you these two guys in these horrible conditions, like the 1890s <laughs> in a lighthouse. Oh, the worst. With, you know, storms bearing down oh, on them. The buckets And everywhere. they're not getting along. Yeah. And I think it seems like the one guy's trying to fuck the other guy. Mm, pretty I much, think that's yeah. pretty much in there, too. <laughs> and you're just like, this is miserable. This is horrible. No. I mean, you're, you may not understand a word of dialogue in this movie mm, either, because yeah. Willem Dafoe is this really thick Irish actor accent and you're kind of going what the fuck is this movie yeah but by the end you go man that worked that thing was weird and horrible and uh you know darkly funny i think at times i think there is some graphic Mm -hmm. things in there that some people will not enjoy 
Um, and so I think this is for a sophisticated film goer. Sure. I think this is really about as good as it gets this year. And like I said, it was my number two. Awesome. Uh, Corey, what did you think? I added it in 11. Okay, so you liked it a I lot. did like it, although yeah. it was maybe too obtuse. And it's, too, it's, yeah. I, I quibbled with him putting it in the Academy ratio. Yeah. Because that was a move just to... Oh, yeah. Look well, how auteur! I, look, look how ultra! But I think it's I trying being, to look like yes. old photographs. Yeah, and it very much reminded me of like. You Although know, the compositions would have benefited from the long yeah. frame when they went outside yeah, the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it, it, uh, show me a crazier performance than Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he's he's awesome. It's, he's got awesome. like he's so great. He's, he's so got like great. a five minute monologue about yeah. how. <laughs> The krakens from the bottom of the sea <laughs> are going to envelop your soul, and you'll yeah. be turned into the muck of muck Loved yeah. Loved of it. the briny deep. It's amazing uh, dialogue. The script is crazy. Yeah, it's intense. It's super intense. It is. You. This is. Uh, I think it's only like eighty-six minutes or something. So it feels I mean, longer. It, it feels longer. It but it's, as I said about this and another film, which I think might be on another list. Yeah. Uh, you're getting an experience out of it. It is, yeah. yeah. Just like Joker made me sick to my stomach. Sure. This you don't leave this in a neutral position. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to feel something. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some people are gonna hate it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are gonna your cousin or somebody's gonna look <laughs> at it and go, What was this crap? I know. You know what I mean? If oh, like totally, yeah. if one of my uncles saw that, they'd be like, Corey, it was the worst thing. I know, movie and I try I, and I yeah. and, but it's uh if you have an inclination to enjoy cinema that is wild and un checked by commercial interests, yeah. then the lighthouse is there. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a weekend Cineplex no. crowd pleaser. You not know. a good date movie? Not, no. <laughs> yeah. heavy, Depends who you're dating. It's a heavy-handed... It's a good breakup movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I used that line about something bleak, else. Bleak, sure. yeah. existential, oh. homoerotic crisis <laughs> with uh, octopus guts and mermaids. It's Mer- a I was going to say mermaids. It's, it's yeah. a wild it's, movie. Yeah. It, is, it is a really bizarre, yeah. weird... And really, I mean, like I, I said, I love the witch too. I I, like the, I never yeah. saw that. I think yeah, I like the witch better. I, th- I did too. But uh, anyway, we can talk about the witch later. But yeah. sure. this guy's a very, in terms of horror, mm-hmm. this this guy is a very interesting yeah. director. And Lighthouse isn't it. isn't a horror movie, but it's a it's definitely on horror aspects. It's got a, yeah, it's horrific. I, it it's le- well, yeah. it bends towards the supernatural. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. As does the witch. Yeah, yeah. And so there's definite horror stuff in there. All right, let me give you guys. And number four, because I think that's where we're at now, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then four, and my four has not been talked about. Boy, I hope it's on everyone's list, and it is great. 1917 was my number four movie of the year. Uh, if you uh, Now, I know that this is probably the front runner to win uh, Best Picture this year, I'm guessing, based upon yeah. some of the other awards. Uh, but Sam Mendes made this, who's really best known for Bond movies and right. good Bond movies, but mm-hmm. still Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And one of the conceits, it's a World War One movie. It's really about these two soldiers who go on a mission. It is uh, told as what is essentially a one shot movie. Right. It's done with tricks. And yeah. I think there's a point in the movie where it's maybe not one shot on purpose, but yeah, he, still yeah. you get the idea. Uh, it's beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's Roger Deakins, if you know your movies. You'll know that this guy has shot some of the greatest looking movies ever. Oh, yeah. So it looks amazing. Uh, very intense to me. And, and again, I think one thing that maybe holds this back just a little. I mean, for some people, they're going to go, 
well, it's not really a true story. Mm-hmm. We know that it was based on, uh, I think it's um, Sam Mendes' grandfather, grandfather yeah. wrote letters about something he did in World War I right. and that inspired this movie. So you can't look at it as like this is, like, you know, it's not like, it's not Dunkirk in that sense. Right. Um, but I mean, I think if you look at this just as an accident, action adventure, mm-hmm. this is a story of this soldier and what he went through right. in just a matter of a couple of days. Right. It's unbelievably great. It is. Uh, I think they gave a little too much away in the trailer, if I can critique that a little bit. Yeah. Because I think there's kind of a key scene that is almost oh, yeah. like, yeah, that's the one of the greatest scenes oh, maybe yeah. in the history of cinema, yeah. and it's half your fucking trailer. I know what you're talking about. And it's the about. climax of this movie, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. And if it wins Best Picture, I'm cool with it. Um, but I also, you know, I think there's things that I, at the end of the day, went like, this is really more of an action movie and a, you know, mm-hmm. this is almost like Die Hard in World War One <laughs> right. than it is, you know, an inspirational, I mean, it is inspirational, but it, since it's not a real true story, I think uh, to me, I went like, okay, this is, uh, and for entertainment purposes. Sure. And it's hugely entertaining. It really so is. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I had it at number one. All right. And Jason's number one. It. I enjoyed it very much. I love Sam Mendes. I agree with what you said about the cinematography. There's specifically that one scene where uh, a soldier, let's just say that it's at night, mm-hmm. and he's looking out on the kind of blown out town, and the way the lights kind of hit the The, the, the flares are yes. lighting yes. the scene. Yeah, it's great. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. Beautiful. My interest in World War One kind of started last year. My wife and I watched the entirety of Boardwalk Empire, yeah, and okay. that's referenced a lot sure, there. And yeah. I thought, this is a war that we don't yeah. really hear that much about. It's not the most popular war. I love the the technique of the single shot. I think... That allows you, so instead of taking on all of World War I, Sam Mendes yeah. is saying, let's go along with these two guys on this journey. And then you're right about the scene. That scene, yeah. which I won't name, yeah. that was, I mean, that was chills. I got choked up. I mean, yeah. that was so yeah. fucking Don't watch great. the trailer before you go to this. That's my advice, because right. right. oh, I think it's, it's one of those where it ruins it a little, a little tiny bit. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that that just put, I mean, tears in my eyes, mm. you know, choked up. Loved it. Uh, I think when I walked out of there, I felt pretty certain that would be the one to beat. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is thrilling. It's you know, it it it's it's unbelievable. I saw. I think I saw this in the Dolby Cinema mm-hmm. at the AMC, which I believe the Dolby Cinema they put a subwoofer in each row, <laughs> okay. so your seat actually oh, shakes boom. as it's yeah. and it's it's something else. Corey, what'd you think? I I loved it. Yeah, uh, I had it at number four. All right. Oh no! I'm sorry. I had it at number five. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it uh, actually does compare pretty well to Dunkirk. Yeah. Well, Dunkirk's mm-hmm. excellent in, as well in I, the sense know. that it is. This movie's a lot easier to follow than Dunkirk, that right? Was one of the and it sh- but it shows you the scope of yeah. war, uh-huh. and it puts you in the perspective of one person, which Dunkirk, mm-hmm. Dunkirk switched perspectives. Yeah, yeah. But at any one moment in it, you were kind mm-hmm. of in a worm's eye view of the, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the conflict was much larger than the person. Right. And in this, you get this sense of scale around these, these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. It's in a, and, and the technical achievement of it wears off so that you're not thinking yeah, about you don't, yeah. the gimmick all the time. Yeah. Although the gimmick gives it, forward momentum Uh this movie doesn't pause it doesn't really have time to slow down it's this one shot thing but that keeps it going Uh and keeps it gives it just incredible velocity and moment and i think people are saying well it's just this action movie and it's kind of hollow no it's got emotional yeah it does but it's it's got very british 1917 male <laughs> emotional range, which yeah. is very limited. Mm-hmm. And those, the guys, the couple star actors pop up. Yeah. 
and give uh, oh, a yeah. little, you know what I mean? Yeah. But those guys do tremendous work in their little, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they, Benedict Cumberbatch shows up yeah, for a minute. You, they give it a certain gravitas where yeah. like, these guys are important because you recognize Mark them. Strong, Mark Strong, unknown Benedict guys. Yeah, yeah. They kind of come in and just do their bits, but they're, uh, there is a through line and a story and an emotional reality to it that a lot of people, I think, are not giving it credit for because mm-hmm. they're like, it's just a technical achievement. It, I mean, it that's is. Not, I mean, that's not true. It mm-hmm. felt a little video gamey to me, which isn't a, an insult, mm-hmm. but I mean, I went like, I didn't expect it, it to well, be Well, in that, terms of it felt like, proceeding yeah. from one thing you to gotta the next. you got to go from here to I've done that in Call. I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, I did yeah. that in Call of Although Duty. I, 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 I say, did that in Half-Life. Mm-hmm. I, I will say these I, guys are kind I of I did like, that in Uncharted. Every time they encounter a German, yeah, the German shoots at them. Yeah. But these guys, every time, go, hey, Who's that? <laughs> is that a... And I'm like, just start shooting. Right. Well, that's, like, that's every a different time. movie. Yeah. There's so much hesitation. That's a no, different the, movie. The, the, our heroes are like, oh, does that guy need help? Is yes. he broken down by the side of the road? Yes. And the German's like, nah, and starts shooting. So it's Corey uh, wanted Nicolas Cage to start. I just, I'm like, <laughs> that's what he wanted. No. I'm like, hey, figure it out. The crowds yeah. are out to get you. Yeah. All right, stop. All right. Uh, All right. <laughs> so that was my number four. Jason, I don't think you've given us a number four yet, have you? Or uh, did what was? No, my number four was Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Yes. All right. This movie, uh, in a way that I don't think a lot of movies have done before, kept me extreme. What's so funny? <laughs> no, you'll find out in a minute. Okay. All right. All right. It kept me uh, extremely edgy and anxiety ridden. As you watch this guy make bad decision after bad yeah. decision after bad decision. I don't know that we necessarily had to like him. Yeah. I don't think he's completely unlikable, but we can relate to him in some way. And, um, you know... Kevin Garnett, the NBA former NBA player, has a more than just a cameo. Sure, some, yeah, some of he's, a significant he's, he's role. acting in this. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely acting in it, and I think it's one of those kind of reverse live vicariously things where you're just like you're so thankful that you're sitting. No matter what problems you have, you're just so thankful you don't have what this guy is dealing with. Okay, All right. Well, that was a fine review of what I'm going to call the worst movie of the year. Now, <laughs> look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This, I talked earlier about good guys and bad guys. Right. This movie has no good guys. That's true. It's all bad guys. And look, Adam Sandler has been in some of the all-time worst movies in the history of cinema. And people are saying, well, this is Adam Sandler's attempt to win the Oscar. He's, he's finally made this great movie. I look at this and go... Adam Sandler sucks in a completely way that he hasn't sucked before. Really? He's found a new way to be completely obnoxious, <laughs> even if he's acting good, and even if he is. And, and believe me, Adam Sandler's the least of this movie's problems, but right. boy, is this guy. Now, look, you can he's say, in every shot, though. He's, he's in every shot. I know. And, and you could go, well, look, he's supposed to be obnoxious, but mm. it's like, I didn't root for this guy. I, I'm. I, it was there was a point at the at the theater where my girlfriend had her fingers in her ears and she goes, I just can't take this. And I go, I get what you're saying. Believe me, I'm not enjoying it either. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait for it to end. Mm-hmm. Um, do I respect some of the stuff? And they look, I think some of the casting was really good. Mm-hmm. I think they used a lot of these real New York characters yeah. in there as some of these kind of low life jewelry salesmen and stuff like that. Well, I thought that well, was nice. Uh, oh, Mike uh, Lupica is in there. No, yeah. no, um, yeah, yeah. Mike Francesca. Mike Francesca is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, by the and again, this has a lot of qualities mm-hmm. of movies like Reservoir Dogs, of movies like mm-hmm. Goodfellas, mm-hmm. all movies I like. 
this just to me can't hold a candle. It's obnoxious. Uh, it's it, no one's likable. <laughs> People go, well, it's so tension filled. It's so tension filled, and it's like. I've given you five movies that are every bit as tension filled that <laughs> won't won't have you put your fingers in your ears. Right? Um, it's obnoxious. It's well, it's it's not as smart as it wants to be or should yeah. be or trying to be. Think about the stakes of nineteen seventeen. Yeah, which is another absolutely unrelenting sure. thrill ride. Lighthouse, same film, thing. Right? Yeah, the, the the stakes different, and, but yeah, stakes in Lighthouse yeah. aren't really okay. that important, but. Yeah. Think about, okay, 1917 is about these guys are trying to save lives. What's this guy trying to do? Yeah. Be, be a little bit less of a schmuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's driven by this insane desire to improve his life, and it only makes his everybody else's life worse. Yeah. And uh, uh, good Lord. Yeah. This, is, this does for the Jews what, <laughs> what the Irishman does for the Italians. Yeah. <laughs> I think Benai Brith and Hadassah should have protested this film. This is like, look at this, look at this shine, look at this, uh, this skeezy gem dealer. It's like so, ugh, yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's, here's the thing. Okay, the one, the one brilliant Adam Sandler movie is Punch Drunk Love. Yes. Okay. And that took, this does the same trick as Punch Drunk Love, but Mm -hmm. in the wrong way. Right. Punch Drunk Love said, what if that Adam Sandler character that he plays in Little Nicky Mm -hmm. or Jack and Jill or... Whatever, grown-ups. Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, Billy Madison. What if this overgrown man-child was in the real world? <laughs> yeah. And that's the genius part of Punch Drunk Love. It's a great movie. Because everybody's like, what the fuck is yeah. with this guy? But they even doubled down on that and made him even creepier. Yeah. And you're like, oh, if Adam Sandler acted like he did in his, in his romantic comedies in the real world, yeah. you'd not want to be near him. Yeah. And well, this I movie mean, makes like, you not want to be near him. He's a dirtbag in this movie, but I think... <laughs> You know, and granted, you probably got to go to a different actor for this. But if they gave him a little bit of like, we want to root for this guy, or we like this guy in uh, some got, way, and there's he's just got a weird nothing. charisma. I don't. I'm not but even, I found the character I, no. repellent, and I found everybody. Yeah, I, I found everybody too. repellent. Yeah, I found you know his wife, uh, Adina Menzel. Yeah, was a bitch. Uh, yeah. His family <laughs> was evil. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. His. Kevin Garnett's like right. uh, trying to trick him out of this rock or whatever. Yeah. It's this whole everybody. Well, this has this has that supernatural. My talk about parasite yeah. has that supernatural kind of MacGuffin thing with this these gems. Yeah. They go yeah. crazy yeah. for this gem. They go crazy for this rock. I um, think people I, who buy jewelry are complete idiots. Well, there's that too. <laughs> but I mean, it's like that's shiny rocks are the last thing I'd ever spend yeah. money on. Did you think it was strange, or were you slightly confused when the movie started in a diamond mine? In Africa, it seemed like a strange way to. to well, I mean, they, it was, they showed you where it was going. Well, right. I yeah, exactly. I thought. Well, see, I'm going to get into spoilers if I mention okay. it. I thought that could have been a device that would have carried this movie, right? And I think that they opened there and then they kind of dropped that. Yeah. And I went like, eh. I mean, I mean, I. You could say that this is the case of the you know, the cursed. It's a monkey's paw. It's kind of yeah. got that thing going for it. But I wonder. If I, I just think it's in its in what. This movie is bad in the way that they told it. The story itself isn't bad, mm-hmm. but the way that they tell it to me, it's just bad. It's bad movie making to make it obnoxious for me to sit. In it summer. felt stressful to yeah, me, even well, though I liked it. It felt stressful. I was stressed right. watching you ever, it. You ever seen? Um, there's a Dustin Hoffman movie that's called what is it? Free, change. Oh, free time. What is it? 
Oh, short time. Short time. Short time. And Dustin Hoffman is a, a convict that yeah. comes out, yeah. and he's not, Gets out of jail not and... real comfortable being outside. Yeah, right. And that's a character that is also uncomfortable uh-huh. and makes a lot of mistakes, sure. and you know is on a tragic arc. Mm-hmm. But you're compelled to watch him. A and thief with Michael Mann. He's Right. This this guy, you just want to go, yeah. bye, get out right. of here. Mm-hmm. He's... Adina Menzel it's says not, in the movie, you're the most obnoxious person in the world. And I'm like, she ain't this wrong. Is, this, is some meta, <laughs> this is some meta dialogue. It's not Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. It's not one of those. You don't think... Could you? Could it be enough just to... Vince had rewarding characters. Well, that's yeah, the thing. That's what he, he needed. Had loyalty. He needed that... Yeah. Trivo- yeah. Could, yeah. Could you just root for... Even if you don't like the guy, and I, I'm not saying that you're you're wrong, but could you just root for him not to fuck up, just to fuck up a little less? You know what I mean? Because wouldn't that be a redeeming value in a way that if he f- somehow found a way to get off this I think line he's wh- on? I, I, well, all right, I don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah, uh, I feel like this movie, this movie, but I think what people like, this movie does have that you know thing you can't talk about. Yeah, and I think that's why people like it is because of that thing. I think in a lot of ways. Okay, but to me that became irrelevant because I didn't care. Oh, I that understand. was my thing. I understand that thing that people like about that movie. I just I couldn't like it at that point. I was checked out. Okay, yeah, fair enough. It, it it's a throwback to seventies. Depressing, cynical <laughs> it, cinema. It would love to be Dog Day Afternoon, yeah. but it just isn't. That, well, yeah. there was a lot of that going around was, this year. There was, yeah. Dog yeah. Day Afternoon? 70s. 70s. No. 70s. Well, this, Joker first had of all, that. And, you know. the uncut Gems couldn't smell the panties of <laughs> the transgender character in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, I mean, a that's, movie. That's a masterpiece. It mm-hmm. is. This is not. All right. Well, let's move on, because I think we're, boy, I know we're, we're picking each other's movies. Mm-hmm. I've got one movie left, and it's my number three, and I think you've only got one movie left at your number, number two. two. So, yeah. so I'll go first yeah. and give you my number three. Mm-hmm. And boy, you know, we haven't had a great buddy movie in years, have mm-hmm. we? We haven't really. You think about buddy movies, kind of a lost art. Not quality ones, no. Not a quality. Well, this is this the greatest buddy movie ever made? Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's called The Two Popes. And it's great. I, I and listen again. Is this a movie? I think I, I talked about this earlier. I go when I tell you the subject, you're not going to want to watch this, like like Honeyland or something, right? Your two popes blew me away with how good it was. Now look, I watch everything that's Oscar nominated in the major categories, and I see that you know Jonathan Price and and uh, Anthony Hopkins are nominated, and I go, all right, I got to watch. I got to suffer through this thing, <laughs> and it's a Netflix original, so it's on Netflix right. if you want to watch it. And I'm going well. I don't know if, if you know, I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's going to suck, but it'll be on in the background, maybe. And I pretty much loved every minute of this. Mm-hmm. And I was raised Catholic, and I'm now an atheist. Mm-hmm. And, boy, I could give two shits about the Catholics. <laughs> Do I hate them? A little bit. <laughs> I don't hate my, my friends and family that are Catholic. I mm. respect them. But as an institution, I think the Catholic Church sucks. Mm. But, again, even if you think that, you know, your viewpoint will be represented in The Two Popes. Right. It's really well done. Jonathan Price deserves the best actor. Fuck everybody else. Sorry, Joaquin. He so becomes Pope Francis in this. Okay. I mean, he looks like the guy. I don't know if he really sounds like the guy, but for the purpose of the movie, he feels like a real guy. Right. Uh, the recreation of the Sistine Chapel. All of Vatican City was either done digitally or on sets, which when you watch it, it feels like they're right there. Right. Uh, this is one of the co-directors of City of God, mm-hmm. which, if you've ever seen, one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I just love this thing. I think it's great. My girlfriend refuses to watch it. 
Because she said, I don't need to watch this. I said, okay, I watched it. I go, you need to watch that. Mm-hmm. She goes, I ain't watching it. Mm-hmm. So she may never watch it. <laughs> but hopefully if you're listening and you're going, I'm looking for something to watch. I got Netflix. And the other Netflix original movies didn't uh, float your boat, kind of like me this year. Yeah. This is the one to see. It's one of the very best movies of the year. Did you see it? I missed this, but I can tell you, uh, my mother, who loves movies and is a movie expert, yeah. loved this movie. Yeah, it's she's been talking way better about than it. you think it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, she's been talking about it for a long time, so definitely on my to-see list. Yeah. I, but I would be with you. I would. I don't know that I would automatically reject the premise, but I don't know that that would be the first thing. Oh, two popes. Let me just hunker yeah, down I know. and watch this. People you know? go, it's going to be two popes talking to yeah. each other, and that's yeah. what it is, but it's way better than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Corey, what'd you think? Uh, I also, this is the one movie I couldn't bring myself to watch. Oh, okay. That it came, the screener came late in the season. Yeah, well, you have Netflix. I know. But you, you, you did your list really at the end of the calendar year well, rather than Well, yeah, the way my Oscar schedule works season. is yeah, yeah. by the second they want week, a list. By yeah. the second week of December, I have to vote in the Film Critics Society, yeah. mm-hmm. so I've seen everything. Mm-hmm. And this thing came at the end of that, and I'd watched... Yeah, they released it December 20... And, and I'd probably watched yeah. something 25 movies in 10 days yeah. and said, Oof. I'm not watching two mm-hmm. old farts discuss a faith I don't have any interest in. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're antipathy towards Catholicism. Yeah, you we've know talked about, about me, yeah. We've talked about my feelings You've about Catholicism. You've known me 20 years, and you know. Yeah. I hate it more than you. Uh, <laughs> I hated Silence, the Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, yeah, well, that was that one was of the worst. about that Catholic was so monks in bad. Japan. You guys didn't like that? Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't say I loved it. I didn't say I loved <laughs> it. I like just, it. Interesting. It's not a movie that is likable. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's and and that's And we've been talking a lot about that, about do you have to like the characters or like the story? Mm-hmm. I have to feel that I've invested time in someone who's of value. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uncut Gems didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, okay, I, I feel like maybe it's the way I judge people. And I make real quick judgments about people and rarely change my mind, <laughs> as Joel knows. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Uncut Gems, I went within the first three minutes, well, this is an asshole. <laughs> and I think with the two popes, I'm like, these two guys are responsible for a lot of evil. Uh, uh, look, I think so, there, I think uh, there's points that you'll laugh during this. Yeah. I don't know that you'll cry during it. I think that would be, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the point of the movies to make you cry. Uh, but you know, and look, now this it just I will probably get around to it. It just didn't. It's it's didn't, really didn't well. grip me. And I'd seen. I mean, look, movies. if you're going like, how could they possibly make this good? They made it good. Okay. I, I know, and, and again, I didn't want to like it either. Yeah, but God damn it, it's it's <laughs> just so. Sometimes movies get you. Yeah. Well, I remember years ago, and and we talked about it uh, on this show, Corey. But there was that movie Filipina, uh, Filomena, Filomena, yes. Filipinas, Filipina. <laughs> Filipina is a, a different woman thing. Who does nails. I watched that on Pornhub the other night, Filipina. Oh, boy. But I uh, know. But a woman, <laughs> who does, a woman who does nails in a strip mall in Filomena, which is a movie about a nurse who had had this out of wedlock child and the reporter to. And that movie was. I did not want to see that. You couldn't have paid me to see yeah, that. That's a great film. And that movie yeah. was awesome. And this kind of reminded me of that because this movie's sure. awesome. So, again, the two popes go see it or. You got Netflix. Go watch it. I know. Trust me. It's good. All right, Jason. You got one movie left, brother. Yeah. So number two, I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. This is actually... I actually thought this was the buddy movie you were talking about. No. No. So... I love the premise. I love the, uh, the you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, who is sort of the 
the perfect example of not only how the matinee idol looks, but is actually a really good actor, too. Yeah. I think we sometimes forget that when someone's such a large celebrity, that there's actually a great actor behind that. And to have him play this sort of down-on-his-luck actor, and then to bring Brad Pitt in as his stuntman, I love that. I loved all the small little character parts. Luke Perry, who unfortunately yeah. died this year, I loved his sure. little part, and that might have been a, the start of something really great for him. Timothy Oliphant has a small role in it. I just I love I love Los Angeles. Yeah. I love the the era that this takes place in. And of course Tarantino is very authentic and I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but th- he does something very interesting and I had no idea that yeah, that was going to happen. Yeah, again, I think some for some people the thing that is the thing that people talked about here um people really love mm-hmm. and, and i know you talk about the setting you talk about the characters mm. excellent in this movie yeah absolutely fantastic if you're giving you know the uh whatever uh the the, the oscars for you know costume design and then whatever art direction and all that stuff give them all to this movie yeah i really 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 dislike this and i'll tell okay. you why you give us that ending which mm-hmm. everybody seemed to enjoy mm-hmm. i enjoyed that mm-hmm. It's way too long. I mean, this is the mo- this is way more bloated to me than the Irishman. Really? I mean, the Irishman had more. Go- I mean, somebody was on Facebook uh, and a guy and he goes, "I just, you know, he just rented this piece. I just rented Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Why did you all not tell me that this sucked?" That's mm-hmm. what his thing. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, I said, "It's forty five minutes of violence and two hours of feet." And, you know, I think that's a absolutely fair review of this movie. <laughs> now, whether you like that or don't like it. Um, I just feel like Tarantino at this point, he's got a, he's got a kind of cookie cutter Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to just, it's a slow burn and then everybody kills everybody. Like, uh, the, the Western and the snow. I I think you've just described the entirety of the Quentin Tarantino catalog. But Mm -hmm. you know what? That's his gimmick. Mm -hmm. Give me, give me the 75 minute version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I would have enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. It's just too much of... You know, these actors, you know, uh, p- contemplating their life and career. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm bored. Did, what'd you think about I'm Margot Robbie as uh, Sharon Tate? She she looks like Sharon Tate. She does. She didn't do a goddamn thing in this movie. Not She's there to look pretty. She's a presence. And, and that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I'm not even putting it. Some people are like, well, you know, she didn't speak and, you know, she didn't say enough. And it's like, and it's like, no. that's fine. Yeah. It's a movie. I'm not right. worried that it really is the real Sharon Tate or not the right. real Sharon Tate. Um, but, you know, to me, it's just, it's not enough with the, you know, glorifying old Hollywood. I mean, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I think you could make a great movie in that setting. But, sure. you know, to me, a movie's got to have a good ending. It's got to have a good beginning. It's got to have a good middle. Mm-hmm. This movie has a good ending. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. give them that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you literally, I mean, if you didn't want to watch this movie, I would say just fast forward. <laughs> Literally just fast forward and you won't miss a thing. To the very end. To the very to the last, I don't know if it's I'd have to watch it again. Because that's see what if, people if are. If it's twenty or thirty minutes. People want to see uh, that. But I mean the rest of it is just, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And and I know I know that what looking because I have this rotten tomatoes since we were talking about this earlier about that. Mm-hmm. And the audience you know, the audience positive is only seventy percent, which you go, oh, that's pretty good. But yeah. the other Oscar best pictures are all in the like eighty five to ninety nine, you know. Right. So yeah, very you know, it's just a very polarizing movie. Mm-hmm. And I think Tarantino, God, when I was in film school, man, 
you know, Reservoir Dogs had just come out. Mm-hmm. And Pulp Fiction came out in the middle of film school. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie Brown came out. And mm-hmm. he was doing, you know, all those other movies that, you know, Natural Born Killers and the stuff right. he had touched. And I went like, this guy's great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're 25 years later, and he has not grown at all as a filmmaker. He's probably, you know, leaning on the stuff that made him great. I don't know. Corey, where do you come from? I think he's grown this? technically as a okay, filmmaker. All right. I think this does things like, you know, like the recreations of of uh yeah, the bounty, sunset strip and all that no stuff. like bounty law yeah 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 the recreations of that sure. he goes to elaborate lengths to recreate yeah the tones of other movies and spaghetti westerns yeah you know i didn't like this when i initially saw it. okay and i grew it grew on okay me. uh all of your complaints i share yeah but i still liked it okay it is and, and i slammed pedro almodovar for making too personal a movie yeah uh, do we talk about? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, I, I've done two of these today. So no, I'm that's not, fine. I've lost count it. of what I've been talking about. But um, it, I lo- it grew. It, Brad Pitt is is a is really really watchable and compelling. Yeah, I don't know. This movie has a weird thing to it. it has a, a, there's a lot. There's a lot to like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like all the parts, but I mean, the whole is not in, equal to the in, sum in of its parts. In some ways, he went to elaborate lengths. When they're rolling down uh, Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. and it looks like it did in 1960. Sure. And he recreated all that stuff, not digitally. Yes. They went and put up yeah, they went up, and yeah, billboards. Yeah. I've seen the behind the You can't the do that on Sunset, but you could do it on Hollywood a yeah, little okay, bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he also did, they were like, wow, it really looks like the 60s. Well, if you go into Musso and Franks, it looks exactly sure, like yeah, yeah. it did mm-hmm. in 1938. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is. Right. That's a like tourist antique restaurant that mm-hmm. looks like it used to. Um, sorry, sorry that's good. Um, it, it's uh, but it's got a weird energy that is really compelling, mm-hmm. and I liked it more and more than I thought about it. Yeah, you're right. It is a lot of wankery about a not very good actor. <laughs> yeah, concerned about his craft and oh, his career. Oh, the scene with the kid. I was like, oh my god, I want to fucking shoot myself. Yeah, in that the head was yeah. That. It, that a except that's a brilliantly acted movie. Yeah, or a scene. It's really active, but it, the movie doesn't move forward. He doesn't. It's counting down to this thing that we know is going to happen, yeah. and then it, you know. And I guess you could say the movie has tension, but to me, it was. I it saw was dull. more conversation. It about, was dull. I saw more conversation. Well, you know what I think Button does? He intentionally makes things boring so that the moments of action. Yeah. He's not a good action director. No, he doesn't really direct it. People always go, "Oh, Tarantino." Other than Kill Bill. Yeah. He doesn't direct action. No. Right. He directs violence. Yeah. There are explosions of violence, and that's been his basic premise, is yeah. that, like, even though he loves action movies, yeah. uh, in his own life, he's not a great action director. So, I don't know. I, I don't, it's, it's I don't polarizing. know. So, I honestly can't reconcile why I liked this movie, okay. but I did. It's compelling. Well, look, a lot of people liked it, but I know people that walked out. I talked to Bill Hildebrand on the show. He walked out. My girlfriend fell asleep. They're not wrong. Like, no, not at it's all. Got, it's not too long. Yeah. And when Bill Hildebrand said we walked out, I go, well, look, if you're going to the theater, go and sneak into the end of it and then come. You know. I didn't know people did that. Like people walk out. Like I always, if I commit, uh, my, I commit. My buddy, I don't. Yeah. No, I, but my girlfriend wanted to walk out of uh, Uncut Gems and we stayed. But yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I professionally don't walk out. Yeah. Except for one movie. Okay. Fat Albert. That is the well, one Well, hey, movie. there you go. <laughs> I was paid to review and I left. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Uh, but. Well, that Albert. All right, no, that's was, a tragedy. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah. All right. And about halfway through, I went. I got enough. Right. Uh, but 
I don't know why I like this movie. And uh, Joel, I can't refute your points. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I think you know, it's it's personal. We Jason and I watched the same movie, mm-hmm. and he liked it. We agree on all of that. Mm-hmm. He liked it more than I did, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I also think when I'm recommending stuff, I don't know that everyone's going to like this, and and yeah. maybe that's it, okay too. But for me, I go by that, <laughs> well, and, and I don't think it, I ever want to see this again. It, you, yes, you certainly aren't going to like it if you aren't involved in Tarantino's yeah. catalog already. Yeah, right. But to me, it's he's singing the same song over again. Well, Different setting. I knocked Scorsese for doing well, that. Well, yeah. And I should yeah, probably knock yeah, Tarantino. Right. Tarantino but. said he's going to quit after, I think, 10. Yeah, he's good. He, he's <laughs> no, all right. He has one or How two can more. I help you accomplish that goal, Mr. <laughs> he's also like, I'm going to make a Star Trek movie. And I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm also going to quit. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if I quit? Yeah, yeah good. Quit. quit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we did our 15, Corey. I know you didn't. I don't know if you have an official, because I'm going to do my runners up. I don't know if we covered what you got, and I'm going to quickly uh, hit these things. Do you want me to run trying, through my... I don't know. What do you I got? I had a few that you guys didn't have. All right. What'd you, what do you got? Uh, I had Ad Astra at 15. That was my runner up. Which didn't work no. all the way, but had enough crazy visual stuff yeah, in it and yeah. enough... Really interesting stuff in yeah, it. The way they did space in this was I, unbelievable. I don't very know good. if the cut worked. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I might there might be it's a also different. Very long. There might be a different cut of this that would work better. Yeah. Subplots just vanished into it, and yeah. like things fell apart. Yeah, but. It takes you on a really apocalypse now in space. That yes. moon chase on the when the oh, yeah the one of the best scenes of the year. Very. It cool, takes yeah. you into some crazy things yeah. and visions that I, you don't get anywhere. I also know a friend of mine watched this on a plane. And I go, yeah, you fucked up. You yeah, should have gone. Yeah. I went to the biggest screen I could yeah. find. I went to the EMAX. This was and absolutely. Like, that was the time. This and 1917 yeah. were absolutely theatrical experiences. Oh, what yeah. else you got? The Souvenir. Didn't see it. Which was a very arty little indie movie, but I liked how arty, you know, mm-hmm. it's about a like doomed relationship and a, a girl who's learning, going to film school and gets involved with an older man who's also yeah. a junkie. And I, I know my disdain for junkie movies, but. This this one was a very off kilter weird indie romance and I liked that it was that. Okay. Uh Dolomite is my name. Yeah, I liked it. It's in uh, my it's it's I was the next I'm literally crossing stuff off. I thought my it was here. really funny. Yeah. Thought it was and a good comedy is yeah. hard to come by. Yeah, it was, it was so well I said done. There, I can count the number of decent comedies a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Booksmart just missed my Yeah, list. I have that in good but overrated Booksmart. Uh, it was good, but Rocket Man was number 12. Okay. Lighthouse the last black man in San Francisco. I <laughs> I liked it, but do yeah. I recommend people watch the black? That's man? why it was number ten. It almost it didn't make Mike the list. Epps. Yeah, yeah, Mike Epps. Bored, I don't know. Boring. I. But here's one thing I will. But tell that movie you, went into weird places that I wasn't expecting. Here's the thing about Last Black Man in San Francisco. If you, it's on Amazon Prime. If you have the four K set, no, I, I know of it, but I didn't see. If it. If you have a four K set and a four K television, mm-hmm. I think for a streaming quality, as far as I'm concerned, that was the nicest looking movie. It looks great. on my television. It also, but it, it was Last Black Man in San Francisco. By the way, it also asked questions no one else had, like. San Francisco is not yeah. like we talk about all these right. stories about gentrification and mm-hmm. people being thrown out and yet San Francisco wasn't ever really a black town in the way that yeah. like Detroit yeah. it, you know it's an interesting movie but I, I think a lot of people are going to check out of that one unfortunately uh, number 9 Gloria Bell with Julianne Moore didn't see it which is basically just her performance is okay. outstanding it's just a uh it's like a, the loneliness of a middle-aged woman, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, which you're like, boy, that sounds bad. Yeah. But it's pretty, it's pretty compelling. Love Julianne Well Moore. done. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Marriage story. 
Yeah, we didn't talk about Marriage Story yet, did we? Uh, I have it in good but overrated. My girlfriend absolutely hated this thing. Yeah. I think it's hard for people to relate to these an actress and Broadway director yes. and try to make something out of that that people give a shit about. Uh, but I mostly It's very well done. I thought that the mechanics of the divorce yeah. and the process of the divorce... The lawyers, the lawyers are the best part. ...were fabulous. Yeah. The lawyers are the best part yeah, of that Alan movie. Alan Alda, Laura Dern, yeah. Ray, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. They're, they're the best characters. Yeah. But Adam Driver's really good and, you know... Uh, Wild Rose, which is a movie almost nobody saw. Yeah, I did not. Which is about a Scottish country music singer. Okay. Um, and this is just kind of like a feel-good, uh, well, you know, she's she's kind of a bad girl. She got pregnant early. She doesn't really want to take responsibility for her kids because she has this dream of becoming... Jesse Buckley is the actress's name. Okay. But I have a thing. If Scottish or Irish people are singing, <laughs> I generally like the movie. I don't know what it is. It's the recipe for but success. But this one is a real fun... Sometimes a good, nice, solidly made crowd pleaser that doesn't pander. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, not, it earns all of the feelings that it, it generates. I, that was a nice change of pace for me, and I really liked it. All right. Anything um, else? What else did I have? Anything else we didn't talk about? Then in 1917, yeah, okay. Jojo Rabbit. Oh, The Farewell. Okay. I had number two, The Farewell. Oh, number two. Yes. Boy, I have this in good but overrated. I loved it. But I felt like I was involved in the story well, of this Chinese family without there, and half the movies in Mandarin. Yes, and yet the performances were great. I thought there were real subtleties. They're in this wedding, and the rest of the family's got a. They, it's like a, they're kind of putting on a show. Well, they're putting on a fake wedding because. Grandma has terminal cancer, and yes. Aquafina is the lead. She flies over from New York to stay with her Chinese family and has that little bit of uh, fish out I of water. But I really like this movie. And See, was- I wanted to like it, but I felt like not enough happened. I felt like it needed more humor. They're, they're comparing this to you know some of these heartwarming you know, uh, you know comedy dramas, dramedies. Yeah. And to me, I kind of went like, I don't really give a shit about these people after a while. But I was with you. I, I was completely, for a while. completely cared about these people I didn't. and loved that movie. I, I missed know. that one, but I, I, it sounds like something I would be I, you somewhat know, interested in. I, and I thought, again, I also put this on and went to my girlfriend. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Everything I said, and she went like, no. Yeah. It's also got this weird thing where they're like, we can't wait to go back home. And they go back home, and it's all these concrete communist cinder blocks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it <laughs> yeah. looks like they just slapped up well, here, this town in five minutes. And here's like, another theme for this year. Really cool. Movie. China sucks. Well, yeah. And there's a lot of China sucks. One, in child, document. Nation One child Nation was awful uh, in that way. American Factory, which is nominated, is also making hate the Chinese. Here, let me go through mine, and it's a lot. We don't even have to talk about them necessarily at any length, but these are my runners up. Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Yeah. The last half hour of that is tough to watch, but boy, the setting of that is weird. Mm-hmm. I get that people are going to hate this. Yeah. I didn't. I'm not saying I enjoyed it that much, but boy, I respected it. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's weird. That's on Amazon if you want to watch that one. Spider Man Far From Home. You know, after Avengers Endgame, you go well. Whatever is the follow up. And meanwhile, I'm like, they kind of made a really just simple superhero movie. 
I really disliked that first Superman with this Tom Holland fella, mm-hmm. but I like this one a lot. I think it's a really fun... You mean Spider-Man. Spider-Man, a really fun action hero movie. Motherless Brooklyn is a nice retro oh, yeah. crime film that Ed Norton directed. Yeah, it's close. Y- you'll, you'll, Alec kinda, Baldwin's Kind of on, on the edge You'll dig me. it. Yeah. Uh, Harriet, which is the story of uh, Harriet Tubman. Um, a lot of people are going, why are they not in African-American Led film that's nominated for best picture. Well, she was nominated for best actress. She's on nominated for best actress. That's a fun movie. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's it's not. I didn't think it was great. It was a little bit. I thought a little bit too. But simplified. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Was it. the action movie version. It, of it, it's got a little bit of a spy action take on a historical event. Here's another good comedy that a lot of people didn't see. Good Boys. Good boys. It's about some little boys who lose their drone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it sounds like one of those dumb, super bad clones, and it yeah. kind of is. But I enjoyed it. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, little boys have to sell, I think, what do they have to sell? Uh, ecstasy. Or it's, it's really, <laughs> it's a fun, uh, in that Seth Rogen kind of vibe. Okay. Comedy, I enjoyed that. Peanut Butter Falcon, we talked about Ooh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, a little small movie. Uh, so there's Miss, a, Just missed... Yeah, that would be in my also ramp okay. pile. But. Look, I'm going to give you the title of this. It's too complicated to explain this movie. It's called Britney Runs a Marathon. Mm, yeah, yeah I, that's a joke. Uh, but I thought that was pretty good. Okay. You can get that on Amazon. Yeah, yeah that was good. Um, have you ever dated a chubby girl? Well, then you did, might understand this movie. Did I relate to that for that reason? Perhaps. Eh, um, that's what I'm saying. That's how Star I Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're Star Wars, I it was good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, people wanted this to be Oscar worthy, and and while I enjoyed it, we're not giving awards to hustlers. Mm-hmm. So shut up. I agree. We're just not. Yep. It was a fine movie. But I aren't you it. empowered by her booty? No, it's not getting awards. Shut the fuck up about it. It's still good, but shut the fuck up. No one was robbed of anything. Let me ask. It's could, fine. Can I ask you something about that? Yeah. One of and I don't. I haven't seen it. I know of it. Now, is it another movie where like high paid actresses? Play strippers, but they don't take their clothes off. That's so. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Another one you of those. Kind of got that. Okay. It's one of those movies where you're not wrong. People have a lot of sex, but they keep their t-shirts. Yeah. On. Oh yeah, it's, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, no, they're like, look at great shape I'm in. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, to me, more at least went yeah. all the way with yeah. her yeah. stripper yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, great too. I enjoyed the first one in Zombieland. Double Tap was a fun. I like uh, sequel. that one. I enjoyed that. If you're if you're a fan of, of Bill Murray, you should see that. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. I did like that. Uh, Avengers Endgame was all right. I think mm-hmm. we can all agree, right? Avengers no one was disappointed Endgame. in that, I think. And also on the superhero front, Shazam was kind of a fun I little, liked Shazam. Fun that little, fun. That's on yeah. HBO right now, if you want to watch that. Sure. Um, I enjoyed it. was it. a DC movie where they actually were enjoying being in it. Yeah. 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 It wasn't all like, yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Batman's having no fun. Yeah. Batman's always got to be. Uh, <laughs> this city is a scumbag. You know, um, he's like, hey, guys, I got a cape and I can fly. I know. That's what I loved about Look, it. Look, I enjoyed this movie. I think it got the worst reviews of anything that I liked this year. But isn't it romantic with Rebel Wilson? was kind okay. of fun. It's a parody of uh, romantic comedies. Didn't see that one. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's on HBO. If you have HBO, you can watch it. Yeah. And I think your, your girlfriend will like it. Anyway, your wife will like it. Uh, and also, I this don't know one, if they'll both like it. But I'm <laughs> bummed. Zing. Corey Hall coming to a bowling alley near That's you. That's right. I'll to be. perform his stand up comedy. Uh, also, uh, Late Night is on Amazon. Mindy Kaling is the star of that. 
Uh, it's okay. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. And the other thing I have in good That's but another, overrated. Speaking of the unrealistic portrayal yeah, of yeah, a yeah. comedy situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I thought the best part of that was the inside the late night talk show part. part. Yeah. More than Mindy Kaling's personal but journey. But did you believe... Anyway, no. Uh, oh. Judy, the story of Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. There, Renee Zellweger might be the front runner for best actress in that. <sighs> She's good in it, but for God's sakes, people, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of yeah. a it's kind of a performance uh, looking I, for a movie. Yeah, it's good. It's not a but great movie. It's good, but it's, but it's not a great movie. Jason, anything else in your runners up that we haven't covered? Yeah, here? a couple entertaining movies that you know maybe weren't mainstream accepted or got great reviews, but I found very entertaining. Uh, Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I don't know if you saw that. Didn't see it. Really small movie that came and went, but was was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Shazam as well. I thought yeah, that was okay. I thought it was one of those it wasn't ashamed of what it was. Yeah. And it got it just allowed itself to have fun and like how ridiculous yeah. this whole thing is. Yeah. I love that very charming. Watch it today, forget it tomorrow, but it, you'll like it. Exactly. Uh one that was I think pretty further down critics list and not a lot of people liked it but it was called Brightburn and it was sort of the idea that uh, basically it was the Superman story if Superman was evil but it wasn't they didn't use the names it's basically a kid the parents adopt the alien kid and he turns out to be a a crazy psychopath with all his his, uh, powers Uh, then I would say uh, yeah Avengers um, yeah yeah. I usually don't put genre movies on this list it's just not because there's so many of them, and I like that stuff so much that it just gets kind of muddled. Uh, but the people that wanted that to be good, I think, were happy with it. So yeah, that's I, as successful as it can be. I, I certainly yeah. didn't dislike it. Yeah. I just I'm kind of shoulder shruggy about superhero movies. Well, now. there's too many. There's too many, and the ones that are good are the ones now that are not being as are, are kind of throwing the tropes away and, and yes. trying to be a little more human. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think that pretty much. All right, let's yeah. let me go through. Yeah, I got some. I, I thought Avengers Endgame had too much human content. Okay. It was like, let's have a encounter group where people <laughs> talk about their feelings. I know, it was weird. Um, uh, let's go back to documentaries here for a minute, and some of these are Oscar nominated. I think that we'll cover them all. Boy, I, here's how I spent my week when I do the crunch for this show to watch all the Oscar nominated mm-hmm. movies. I had a Syria double feature, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Yes, believe me. This is the real-life Uncut Gems. You can watch (laughs) The Cave, which is about an underground hospital in Syria that gets bombed and children die. And you can watch For Sama, which is a story about a woman uh, who's a journalist and her husband, who's a doctor, who run a hospital in Syria and children die. Uh, For Sama, I think, is the better movie if you're going to watch one of those. You're going to watch one of the children If you're going to watch one of the bloody Syrian children <laughs> documentaries this year, I think For Sama, which is on Amazon, is the better one of those. It's actually a really good movie. Again, am I recommending you watch that? No, but I watched it so you don't have you're to. You're speaking of its qualities. Um, there was a documentary called Maiden about the first women sailing team mm-hmm. in a race around the world. I think you have to rent that. Okay. Really good. Really well done. Nice. They made a documentary called Apollo, which is about the theater. Oh, okay. And that's on HBO. Confusing. Not to be confused with Apollo yeah. 11. No, I'm just going to say. It's not Apollo 11. And then there's Apollo 13. Apollo's 13. There's Apollo 13. In which a, a cast of all-star black comedians robs the Apollo. <laughs> oh, wait. Does it? You've also got Hustlers and The Hustle, which is... Uh, well, The yeah. Hustle is one of the worst movies of the year. David I'm, Alan Greer absolutely. breaks into the Apollo oh, with uh, <laughs> Mike Epps. Um we talked a little bit about One Child Nation, but you know that's in the fuck China category. That was but a good documentary. It's a good documentary, but I didn't like... Did you guys see Framing John DeLorean with Alec Baldwin? That I was didn't kind of fun. see that one. That's on Hulu if you want to watch that one. 
Uh, now, this was an HBO thing, but it's still th- the inventor out for blood in Silicon Valley. How about that? That's really cool about the woman who, uh, very strange lady, mm-hmm. who, who invented this machine that could do all this okay, blood so analysis. There, with were, like there a were three drop of documentaries blood. about Theranos? No, this is the big one. This is the oh, one that was on HBO. Just the one, the inventor. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Did you see it? I did. I thought it's you on meant, HBO. I thought you said there were like three. No. Okay. No, no, no. There's not three about that. But the, the inventor was great. Inventor yeah. was great, yeah. yeah. Pavarotti, the really, story of Pavarotti. Joel, it was a really compelling yeah, that, and inventive She film. is the weirdest. weird voice. It's, you know on. what? That movie is almost like a true crime kind of thing. It, in was, a way. it yeah. felt that way. I mean, I guess there is literally crime that occurs in that. <laughs> uh, but Pavarotti, Ron Howard made that. And I don't know. If, again, you may not be a big opera fan. I don't think you need to be an opera I, fan I would to that. enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the Oscar nominees as well. But the edge of democracy is about Brazil and corruption. Right. And God damn it, you just, you know, fuck Brazil. Fuck Brazil. I mean, they, honestly, they did a good job with this, but you don't need to watch this. Okay. And, uh, and again, uh, yeah, so anyway. So, yeah, for the best documentaries, I don't think they nominated the best documentary. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Honeyland it. and Fursama, I really liked, and the other ones I don't care about. I'm ready to go on to worst if anyone else is. Uh, uh, oh, one movie I forgot to mention yeah. uh, that just... And by, Boy, sounds like no fun. Yeah, Dark Waters. Yeah, I didn't see it. I, with, I was uh, I just Mark Ruffalo. It. Yeah, it didn't get nominated, so and, I skipped it. And Anne Hathaway. Yeah, it, that's a really good. That's a really good. It's about a lawyer mm-hmm. who discovers that Dupont is poisoning. Okay, thing, but that the government doesn't even know how to classify the chemicals they're using. They're not yeah. even on a list of like pollutants, mm-hmm. and it takes him twenty years of litigation yeah. with Dupont to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And it's an amazing movie about that fight yeah. to get it. It's really well done, and and Ruffalo's great. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It doesn't sound like a fun movie. Yeah, but it's uh, well, it's directed by Todd Phillips. Oh, okay. And no, it's not Todd Phillips. Not Todd Phillips. Excuse me, Todd. Uh, the, um, Look it up. Erase that. Okay. Um, no, but, I'm not going to erase that. No, it's a... Uh, uh, well, your favorite director, Todd Phillips, how can we miss out on that? Of the Hangover no. and Joker Oh, fame. my God. <laughs> I hope the Joker shows up in Hangover 4. <laughs> That's going to make me so happy. God, the Hangover 3 was oh, No, brutal. it's directed by... Uh, I'm sorry. Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes is good, yes. And, and Todd Haynes is not the kind of guy yeah. you'd expect to direct that kind of movie. Yeah. And it, he, but he does an amazing job. With All right, it. let's get to the, any, let's get to the worst because yeah. I want to do the Oscar ballot, but we're running out of time. And then I got all kind of friends that sent me lists too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already talked about uncut gems. No one's talked about little women, but fuck that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I talked about it. I think on last week's show where it cuts back and forth. You never know when it is. They open these, the, the shots and wide shots. You can't tell which girl's in the fucking thing. Mm. They've made 18 Little Women's over the exactly. years. What's the fucking point? I hear you. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. I never liked the story of Little Women. Okay. It's not and for us, but still. No, but even then, yeah. even then I, I've like, you know, I've, I've liked versions it, of yeah. Wuthering Heights and okay, yeah. things that are, you know, traditionally not for me, you know. But Little Women, I've never liked the story. And, and it's all good this people in it, but yeah. This one's a better yeah, version like of the story. I still don't okay. like the story. All right. We talked about a movie with a twist that's just hot garbage. Don't see Last Christmas. Paul Feig, you're a Chippewa <laughs> Valley Big Red. I've loved so much of your work that's not called Ghostbusters. God damn it, Last Christmas is a piece of junk. He directed that? Yeah, yes, he did direct it that. Stinks. It seems like a Hallmark movie type of... <sighs> I thought you were actually going to say a different movie that also. Had well, a twist. you go ahead, but uh, well, um, Serenity. I thought that's the one you were talking. No, about. No, I didn't see Serenity. Okay. Um, 
the hustle with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. Some of these my girlfriend wanted to see, and this would be one of them. Uh, We're still trying to make Rebel Wilson happen. I guess that's. Still I mean, a thing. she's good when you use her well. You put her in a piece of junk and it sucks, and yeah. when you put her in something good, she's it's not good. enough to make something yeah. good. Yeah. For God's sakes, don't see the live action Aladdin with Will Smith. Oh God. I went. It never crossed my mind. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I thought the Aladdin cartoon was okay. Mm-hmm. I went to the Broadway show in New York and enjoyed the fuck out of that. It's a cool story. But God damn it, the live action Aladdin sucks. Guy Ritchie made that. Which is weird. Was I he, know. Was he just Will Smith? Like, did he break out in a song? And Oh, no, he broke into everything. <laughs> Honestly, Will Smith, Will Smith is not great in it. Will Smith isn't great in anything, in my opinion. Yeah. But he doesn't, he's not, the, it's just, it turns into Game of Thrones at the end or something. Ugh. It's just weird. How did Guy Ritchie trip and fall into that? Uh, you, know, you know, the first half hour of Aladdin is pretty good because okay. you just follow the kid around the market and it's not bad. That's um, cool, yeah. There's an awful movie called The Art of Racing in the Rain <laughs> about a race car driver and his, his golden dog. retriever, which if you love dogs, don't watch this movie. Oh God, I'm sure something awful happens. Um God, we didn't talk about it yet. And, a lot, and boy, I wanted to like this. I'm all aboard with it. But I, I'm saying one of the worst movies of the year is It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If only because it's not the movie they told us we were going to see. Okay. They made a movie that's... that The trailer is all about, it's the Mr. Rogers movie. Mm-hmm. And he's the supporting character in it. Really? It's really about the journalist. That, and that one's in my... Kind of a bait and switch. That one's in my good, but not good enough. Yeah, and it's Tom Hanks is good. It's in my runners-up list, yeah. but I hear your... Point. I think most Hanks, people I've talked to were like, yeah. I think Tom, if it had been more about Mr. Rogers himself, yeah, people would have liked it. Um, oh, I got and and one last thing, and boy, a guy went on Facebook and called this the best. And sir, I pray for you and your soul. He thought one of the best movies of the year was The Dirt, the biopic on Motley Crue that was on oh. Netflix this year, and that sucked. No, that was <laughs> so. Anyway, not Joe Dirt. But no, the dirt, the story, Motley yeah, Crue. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Was really bad. Um, what do you got for worse? Uh, for it quickly? Speaking of bad Will Smith movies, yeah, the Gemini Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. not very good. Let's see another. Will, it's Will Smith, That's... and then only Will Smith can fight Will Smith. Is it old Will Smith? Will it's Smith, old and Will young, Smith Will Smith and young Will Smith, like Fresh Prince versus yes. Will Smith. Oh, good. It's yeah. really, really lame, and that's Ang Lee. And you're like, why did well. you make that? Yeah, I, I got a couple more, but go ahead. Sure, yeah, I'll just hit on a couple of these. Um, I'm not trying to be contrarian here, but I really, really dislike Marriage Story. I think yeah, it had great people okay. in it. You're I love, entitled, Thank sure. you. Yeah, I love Adam Driver. Uh, you're right about Laura Dern and Alan Alda. Yeah. But I just found it, I found it a little pretentious. And, Absolutely. And it also, um, I found it very strange that the, a lot of it is about the divorce, and yet there's a child in the middle of this, and I just... I didn't see a lot of how like the child was affected by this. Yeah. The kid's a prop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if you look up pretentious in the dictionary, there's a picture of Noah Baumbach there, uh, and he's you. made good movies in the past. Yeah. But I, this, this, I, I, this felt like a, a Woody Allen remake. Which yeah. you I know, did like. I did like it a lot, but I do hear those crit- criticisms, yeah. and I and I there was a meme that was like the scene where they're shouting at each other, and he punches the wall. And it says, and I, yeah. Some it looks like some of you have never taken a beginning acting class <laughs> in a show because that is like every acting class has yeah. this like emotional breakup mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. And that's true. I thought it was well done, but it did feel that way. All right, what else you got, Jason? Yeah. So I also had. Uh, let's see what we got in there. 
uh, Rambo Last Blood. Oh, God. Which, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, it turned into... You know, uh, if it's actually the last Rambo... I don't believe it's the last Rambo anyway, so not. fuck you. It's not. It turned, it turned into Home Alone at the end, which oh, is pretty... Which is, which, it was actually kind of <laughs> fucking cool, but the rest of the movie, it just it was yeah. just meandering. It didn't in have much the, of a plot. In the next one, he turns minds into a shuffleboard game. <laughs> and he starts, shush, shush. I like that. He's denied his senior coffee. Uh, and look out, McDonald's. Uh, I would say Captain Marvel I really greatly dislike. Oh, you know what? That's on my... I don't know why I skipped that. On your it's worst? It's funny because, yeah, it's on my worst. I liked Captain Marvel as I was watching it, and then at the end, there's a twist mm-hmm. in that that kind of ruins it. Yeah. And then you just go, this was just a time killer for It left Avengers your head Endgame. as soon as you watched yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Just- that really did stink. It wasn't good. It was well, a bad Marvel movie. It yeah. was. They did a good version making Samuel L. Jackson look young as opposed well, to the Irish. Yeah, movie, they did. But- I think everybody kind of went into it and went, oh, that was cool because yeah. it's Marvel. Yeah. And all, it was a Marvel formula without any of the things yeah. you... And that character didn't do a damn thing. You you almost can't remember a scene from that movie, uh, right? It did. Okay, that's how you know that's it's the bad. Marvel movie you could skip and not oh. have it affect not anything you saw yeah. in any other Marvel. True. movie. True, and I yeah. I think Brie Larson's talented, but I think she's sure. really miscast in this movie. Yeah. I don't think she's Captain Marvel. They, they, they also threw a lot of politics in there in a clunky yeah, way. They did. Yeah, I, I don't. It's not. I, I don't want to be this guy that goes, "Well, it was women," but no. But when you do yeah. it, like there's they did. Okay, in Endgame, they had this like. Let's stop and get all the women together. Women assemble. Yeah, the women. Yeah. The lady's going to ride. And it was like, you guys are being cheesy with it. And this. logistically, it made no sense because none of yeah. those characters were anywhere near each other. Yeah, nice. You could, you know, Wonder Woman was a movie that nobody had to go, hey, look at the feminist themes in Wonder Woman. No, I really like They just Wonder made Woman. Wonder Woman. They, I, I, and I, it was a fun, you know what I mean? It was a, it was a lot of fun. That uh, Captain uh, Marvel was like, Look, girl power, dude, bro. Remember right. the '90s? Yeah, exactly. And then I'll just—I'll tell you this one. My my worst—the worst movie that I saw this year by far, far and away, was Glass by M Night Shyamalan. Oh, what an absolute! I know, train wreck. I know enough not to watch his stuff at this point. Yeah, I've sworn him off. Even it though was, I thought Signs was okay, uh, sure, you know, but it yeah, was, he's... it was, it was truly a remarkably horrible. It's hard to believe. That a guy who seems like he's as self-aware as he is would even consider putting the movie out. It was that bad. Painful. Is he self-aware? He I, made Lady in the Water. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that what his deal the worst. is. Yeah. Do we want to go through an Oscar ballot here oh, quickly, guys? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Wait, I got to hold on. Oh, Corey's got I got one I hated. Ones. <laughs> Where did you go, Bernadette? Oh, I didn't see that one. I, yeah. That's Richard Linklater. Yeah. Talk about, we should have a category of <laughs> when good directors make pieces yeah. of shit. Yeah. That no, was yeah. utterly indulgent yeah. and lame and unfunny right. yeah. and just took great actors and threw them into a toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah. It was really awful. Uh, okay. It was so bad. So what do we think is going to win the Oscars? Corey, I'll give you a sheet if you don't have it in front of you. Um, I mean, we think 1917 should win Best Picture, even though, based upon my vote, I'd probably pick... I guess I probably would pick 1917 out of these, but anyway. I would pick 1917. Even though, yeah, and it seems like that's... Uh, I, I think that's the safest pick. I think it probably is. Ford versus Ferrari is getting no traction. It's, it's, well, Paris, Parasite... But I'm bum. I think I'd, <laughs> okay, I'd like Parasite to win. i take that back. But yeah, Parasite, I don't know if it's going to win. Um... And then you know, I mean, or they did they go Tarantino because Hollywood loves itself, mm. and that's a movie all about how great. Can actors I ask are. how Parasite got into the category instead of foreign film? 
I think because the foreign film, you have to be nominated by your home country. It's nominated by, it's in foreign It film. is foreign. It is in international film. I think yeah. Parasite will very easily win the foreign film. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then maybe. not win Best Picture. All yeah. right. And then for director, I guess if you're giving it to 1917, you give it to Sam Mendes. Sometimes they split on that, but usually yeah. not. Uh, for actress in a leading role, we talked about this. I mean, we believe Renee Zellweger is the front runner. Shouldn't win. I think Charlize Theron should probably win for uh, for Bombshell. For Bombshell, yeah. that's what I'd pick. I don't know, Corey. Any thoughts? Uh, it's Zellweger's going to win. Zellweger's going to th- win, but, but, but uh, yeah, I, Charlize Theron's great. Yeah, and then, she should probably win. My but. big problem with Bombshell, which w- was, I just didn't believe that those were. I couldn't get into the Megyn Kelly hero story. Yeah, I know. We we talked about as, it before you got here. As good as that movie, but... as much as I I thought it was an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. The, right. the, yeah. uh, for actor, I think Joaquin seems to be the front runner, and I know Jason would probably pick him. Yeah, but, I, uh, I would. Uh, Can I just say something about that real quick? I'd say Jonathan Price, but you know, hey. uh, on Best Actor, you know, a lot of times it turns into Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, yeah they did it with Gary Oldman, and Jeff Bridges. Yeah. So Antonio Banderas could be uh, a dark horse. In yeah, that. I don't. I don't think people have all that. I. I think less people saw that, and I think it's True. to its detriment. Yeah. I, I think Brad Pitt's got the lock on supporting actor. Uh, probably on supporting actor. Yeah, because, you know what? Hollywood's right, yeah. not stupid. Yeah. They know, okay, you know, when you have a wrestling card, you yeah. put your headliners on as the main event. Yeah. And everybody they're, else has won in that category, has won an Oscar. Well, I, I, if yes, I had Hanks, to... is, Hanks has got a trophy case full right, of Oscars. Exactly. Uh, I would probably give it either Hopkins, to, to yeah. Hopkins, Pesci. Uh, Joe Pesci was good. We talked about that already. Yeah. The uh, old guys don't have enough like Christopher Plummer sentimental. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about actress in a supporting role? I think maybe Laura Dern is the front runner there. I would pick. Uh, that. I would Dern. probably say that. Yeah. I, I, I would, Kathy go, Bates. I'd go Scar Joe. Uh, but but she nominated twice. Maybe is she gonna yeah, go over I mean, two? Split the vote. But yeah. I, I would say yeah, maybe I don't know. I would like I liked her better in Jojo Rabbit than I did in Marriage Story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got screenplay next. On I think we have different lists. But for screenplay, I mean, Tarantino. I know people go like Tarantino's all about the screenplay, or right. at least that's conventional wisdom. So maybe that wins. Or do you go? Hey, we're gonna recognize Knives Out. Because it's not really in anything else, and that would be a place to do it. I would go Parasite. Oh, I think okay, it's yeah. possible. That's if a great talking, story. Yeah, I think we're talking original yeah. screenplay as and, opposed to adapted, and, which has uh, you know some other familiar stuff in that. Yeah, maybe they give Little Women the adapted, or Joker adapted, or what was Jojo, Jojo Rabbit adapted from? I think it's from a book or mm-hmm. something. I could look it up here. Mm-hmm. It's on my... I think there's a children's book. Is it really? Huh. Makes sense. Don't know. It is adapted from uh, production. I'm trying to see what it's adapted from. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, animateds, I don't give a shit about. Yeah, I, don't, I don't bother I don't, seeing. I don't either. Uh, for documentary feature, I've talked about all of these. I believe of those, Honeyland should win. I could see Forsama because it is a really powerful thing about Syria, and that's you know the worst thing in the world. Right. The Obamas produced American Factory. Mm-hmm. I don't really recommend people see that because it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. And again, in the fuck China category, <laughs> um, I think it's a decent documentary, but I didn't love it. Fuck China is becoming its own. It's its own thing it's this its year. Thing, yeah. yeah, fuck China. <laughs> um, foreign film. I think we said Parasite probably yeah, there for sure. Original score, I don't know, 1917's got a nice score. Very much so, yeah. Let's do that one. Original song, I don't know, I don't care. Any thoughts on those? 
Not not especially. No. It'd be a place to reward Harriet. Yeah. If you want to say we're going to be a little inclusive, you could vote for that. I think soundtrack would go to Tarantino, but score probably 1917. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do we care about the rest of these? Cinematography? Uh, 1917's got to win that. I would put I that mean, or the lighthouse. Win. I really like the. Oh yeah, the well yeah, the lighthouse looks amazing. Either I, of those. I think I don't feel like they might for. do one of those things where 1917 wins all the technical categories, yeah, right. and then doesn't win best picture, right. and then Tarantino's got to win, then right? I'm thinking Sam Mendes is going to win for director. But, yeah, but it, it depends on if they won a Tarantino speech or not. Um, well, Tarantino's won for writing. He's never won for directing, has he? I don't think he's ever won the. Best director. Well, you Oscar. know, as I said earlier today, I sometimes the uh, people were like, "Well, why didn't these women get nominated? Yeah, why yeah, didn't yeah. these women win?" And and I think a couple of them, like the right. Wang, had a case. There were some women that got overlooked, but it's like the, now the now the Academy goes, "Hey, Martin Scorsese, should we give him something?" Yeah, they're like. They didn't give Raging Bull. Yeah, like, like he didn't get best director. Like then, achievement. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Then they go, oh. Let's give Scorsese when he's 78 years old, or let's give Tarantino right. 20 years into his career. You know the movie that people know, like to sit down years. and watch over and over? Like, people, I know, you can't turn it off when it Moonlight? comes on. Dances with Wolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which beat Goodfellas in every category that year. Yeah, because right. People, uh, you, know, you know what? Every year I like to rewatch How Green Was My Valley. <laughs> yeah. And not <laughs> Citizen Kane. No. Remember the year Shakespeare in Love beat uh, Saving Private Ryan. Good Lord. All right, I've got, well, for, I told you we were telling you what, that there was a new award. Called the Sleepies. The Sleepies. These are movies my girlfriend fell asleep during. <laughs> once a, so Layla, if you're listening, once upon a time in Hollywood, snoozing right there in the theater. She woke up for the ending. So okay, good. Good for her. <laughs> the Irishman, Irishman, she got up and left the room that we were watching that in to go nap in another room and never came back. Wow. And she also fell asleep during the farewell, which I thought was right up her alley. <laughs> uh, and then I got some. some you know, uh, in, her, in her defense, she, in works, her, she works hard. She does work hard. She works hard. She's tired. Yeah. So does she my... She puts up with me. My <laughs> wife falls asleep to Great British, British Baking Show. Okay. Every every night, so it's... Uh, <laughs> here's Doug checks in with his list. Uh, the stuff that he, we didn't talk about. I don't know what the upside is. He talked about that. He liked El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie mm, that was on. I didn't see it. I don't okay. know from Breaking Bad. He also liked... See, that's a TV movie. Yeah, movie, well, movie, he, movie, he right. liked Brightburn, like you said. Yeah. He likes a lot of horror stuff. He liked Annabelle Comes Home. <laughs> okay, Doug, uh, we'll put you out there. Uh, he liked Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, he thinks Joaquin Phoenix will win Best Actor. 1917 will probably win, even though he, he's pulling for Joker. Mm-hmm. Joker's not going to win Best Picture. I doubt that. I, don't think I it highly is doubt I can't that. imagine the And movie. he liked Jojo Rabbit a lot. How how about uh, uh, Best Supporting Actor Jake the Snake Roberts <laughs> for his incredible oh, for, Falcon. for his incredible stretch of playing a sleazeball um, wrestler? And then I got Peter some Butter other Falcon. reactions. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here on the... Uh, on the old internet here, because people are checking in, and I told them I'd read their uh, things. My friend Stacy, who Corey's met, right, Stacy? Uh, she thought yeah. 1917 was just okay. Mm-hmm. The Mister Rogers movie was boring and creepy. Yeah, <laughs> she enjoyed Jumanji because that was hilarious. Yeah. This is her quote. Uh, and she says, you know how I feel about Hidden Gems. I think she was on my Facebook. I had a Facebook thread about Hidden Gems that I didn't like uh, at all. Uh, let's see, uh, some people commented on, uh, let's see, today I got, uh, the Jason, my friend Jason Weber said Joker was overrated. 
He hated Last Christmas. Oh, which I didn't mention also as a George Michael soundtrack, ladies well, and gentlemen. Ab- absolutely. If you didn't think that uh, that was... And again, a guy said The Dirt was the best movie. The Dirt. Which... God pray. That wasn't PJ Butland? God pray for his soul. I won't even mention his name. I like the guy. I didn't like that. And then our friend Stu McAllister wrote a, a literal two typed page. Wow, really? Movie synopsis. And it's funny, Ooh. and I'll read as much as I can. A credit to Stu. I think his, his podcast is the LMNO podcast. But Stu, Stu likes to go uh, on Facebook, not unlike you. Mm-hmm. But when he sees something, he writes. I'm watching the shit out of the blank movie, and it's always funny, right? Because he goes and watches the shit out of everything. Stu, Stu finally uh, d- stopped doing this, but for a long time, he, there was a comedy message board, and he would just be like, "Never stop quitting. <laughs> it's the right time to quit." He yeah. just kept encouraging everyone to quit comedy. Yeah. We like Stu, so I'm going to be quickly. Ford versus Ferrari. I didn't see it. Would you rather own a Ford or a Ferrari? <laughs> you know the answer. I wanted to whack everyone who said the Irishman was good. <laughs> uh, uh, a feel-good movie about Hitler. Who the fuck knew? I laughed. I cried. I thought of Hitler in a whole new way, he says. Uh, he loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. People said it was too long. Fuck off. They said it made Brad the, Bruce Lee look bad. Fuck off. Oh, that was a great scene. He said it made Light of the Man's Murders. Fuck off. This is not a biographical movie. It's entertaining. Yep. He loves Tarantino. Uh, people love Joker. I thought it was fine. Uh, shit happens to everyone, he says. Okay. Uh, how many times is Little Women going to get remade? <laughs> yeah, Go true. remake Ghostbusters. <laughs> they did that. He goes, well, it's got to be better the second time around. <laughs> uh, marriage story. It's more like divorce story. Am I right? I didn't see the movie. <laughs> 1917, a good World War flick. All I kept thinking about, a oh, good World War One flick. All I kept thinking about is who made the damn trenches? How did they make the trenches? I got trenches on the brain now. Uh, so it was a hell of an operation yeah. to dig those trenches. Yeah. Yes. Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. I have not only not seen this movie, I haven't even heard of it. I don't think it actually exists. This is a prank nomination. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, Stu, I sat through every minute of that lithby Castilian accent. It was annoyed by... A, Here's his yeah. thoughts on Adam Driver. Uh, I didn't see a Marriage Story, but Adam Driver sucked balls in Star Wars, so I hope he doesn't win. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix wow. was great as a Stu, psycho. Stu really did write a whole because he is a psycho. It's, I'm on to page two <laughs> now, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. Jonathan Price for the two popes. I didn't see it. However, I did see John's reaction to Ricky Jervis at the Golden Globes, and I loved it. So that's what he thought of Jonathan okay. Price. Uh, Cynthia Ervo and Harriet. Uh, big fan of history films. Pe- fan of people taking charge of their destiny. She nailed the part. Uh, I didn't see Marriage Story, but Scarlett Johansson nailed her role in Endgame. It should have been nominated for that. What does the Academy have against comic book movies? They're just not very good, Stu, I yeah. think, yeah. most of the time. Or mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see Little Women. <laughs> I didn't see Sorsa Ronan in Little Women. I don't know how to say her first name, so she'll probably win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he likes Charlize Theron. That was good. Uh, Renee Zellweger for Judy. Saw it, loved it. Renee looked and sounded like Judy. 
Judy was probably the only the first speed junkie in Hollywood. What a waste of talent! It would be nice to see Renee win, but it only made uh, it was only for me and three other people that saw it. Uh, <laughs> this the Academy likes a good Irish lady. He thinks Sorsa Ronan will win, but he would like to give it to Cynthia Erbo. Um, I don't know. Was, well, thank you, Stu. For I think I'm the only one that saw in. Harriet of the three of us, right? I saw Did Harriet. you see Harriet? Yeah. And then there was some other stuff uh, on Messenger. Uh, Matt Kahn, who's a... You Matt Kahn? He's my buddy. Yeah. Matt Kahn's funny. Yeah, he's in, my, he's in my class right now. Good friend of mine. Joe Joe Rabbit was the best movie he saw. He was deep and funny. Marriage Story was a piece of shit. Was watching a divorce in real time. Oh, wait, it was. Okay. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was good, he thought. Uh, let's see. Joker was good. I never recommended or watch it again. <laughs> the Irishman was too long and slow. And Ford versus Ferrari was fun. Great theater movie. Could have used some nudity, according to yeah. Matt Conn. I don't know. Who, Love you, Matt. I don't know. Do we need to see Christian Bale's dong? I don't know. I thought the two popes probably could use not. some more nudity. Well, the- <laughs> 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 what movie would be helped by having nudity this year? Oh, boy. Uh. I wouldn't have minded seeing Frozen Two, Richard Jewell. <laughs> would have people have liked to seen his Jewel? Richard Jewel? Richard see Jewel. His jewels, jewels, yeah, jewels, jewels, jewel box. Jewels, yeah. Why, oh yeah. You know Olivia Wilde's in that movie, but you'd rather see Richard Jewell. <laughs> take, I don't know. Take his husky pants off. Uh, what we would have his seen? tough skins. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, in in another era. Charlize Theron takes it off in long shot, right? Yeah. When oh, she yeah. seduces Has Seth she ever Rogen. done a new... I don't think she's ever oh, done Oh, she's been naked in a hundred things. Well, she, stuff. Before Scarlet, she was famous. Scarlet. What was the one with Keanu Reeves, The Devil's... The, uh, oh, that's yeah, right, the, Devil's Advocate. The Devil's, Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Pacino goes yeah, apeshit, yeah, chewing scenes for oh, yeah, hours. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we've done it. I don't yes. know if there's anything else to talk about the movies. Enjoy the Oscars if you want. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, how many uh, take a shot every time somebody talks about Trump oh. in their acceptance speech? I don't know uh, if they're doing that now. T- I think they're going to do a couple yeah, we'll of them. See. Couple, uh, you know, take a shot when the uh, foreign language people go up and accept their Oscar. Eh. But those people are usually funny. Actually, if usually it's the, entertaining, if it's the Parasite crew, they'll they'll be they'll fun. be entertaining. I think I think I, how is Parasite nominated for best foreign language film and best picture? We could be, they, you could do, do that. They, do they well, have, they normally don't nominate foreign language films, so it's kind of a breakthrough. That, yeah, well, it's good. I mean, it's great. I, it's obviously it's my favorite movie. A lot year. of people say it should win. A lot of people who you know say well, I, just, I, you I know, can't I imagine it would win. Both. Parasite would win. Well, they already nominate know. too many movies for Best Picture anyway. Like at a certain point, they're probably like, "Well, throw this. There's nothing well, else." The, good. You know, throw they, that in there. the way that works is they could nominate up to ten. Okay. Oh, and okay. it depends on like a percentage. I see. Because according to something I read, an insider said that the two popes was the tenth, but oh. it didn't have a high enough percentage to actually be counted. So yeah. there's only nine nominated. Oh, okay. so. uh, I would throw Joker and uh, Little Women off that list. Yeah, but other well, than that, okay. what can I tell you? Little Women seems like a reach. But it's a pretty good. It's a pretty. It's a pretty solid. This isn't like a great year where there's some. Movie that everybody loves, yeah, but it's a very solid year. Yeah. Well, look, I think we've given enough people deep, things to see, yeah. and and you know, I don't know that the yeah. Academy. I think I think some things. I think we we have this media and with social media that hype mm-hmm. is bigger than ever. Oh yeah, and when people see things, sometimes people don't want to be contrarian. Mm-hmm. Right. I think when you see like something like you know even like Irishman and mm-hmm. Marriage Story. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Netflix machine, but 
boy, they got people hyped up for those. Mm-hmm. And then people sat down and watched them and went like, I don't know. Right. Um, so it's interesting. It, it's definitely an interesting year in the movies. I, I generally kind of watch the Oscars later and fast forward through it. Have you? Uh, it's more what I do. Before we sign off, have you seen anything in this calendar year yet so far that's been really like knocked your socks off? Um, no, because it's I, January. <laughs> I've only seen Bad Boys for Life, which I didn't like. Yeah. And oh, you're telling me Underwater with Christian I Stewart? I didn't see that, but uh, <laughs> I saw that. I, the remake, yeah. the remake of Deep Star Six. Yeah, uh, hey, well, yeah. it was yeah. like Labyrinth or uh, Leviathan. Gen- and Gen- uh, yeah, Deep Star Six. Uh, my Gen- favorite scene in in that movie, just quickly. They're wearing these giant, bulky, <laughs> underwater, underwater suits mm-hmm. that look like video. Ge- they look like Gears of War. Oh, huge! Right, these they look like video game mm-hmm. suits, right? And Kristen Stewart goes, "Here, take my pants. <laughs> they won't fit in here." Oh, and yeah, that's so, a weird. Yeah, so that she has to then run around in her underwear right. the rest of the movie. Well, you know, and hey. but I just like they were just so obvious about the like. Hold on. Can you I, run around in wet underwear for the last third of this movie? My pants won't fit. Yeah, That's a, how they built a sweat? They built an underwater pressure suit. You can't wear pants that in. That was weird. It was really weird. How much weird. is T.J. Miller in his underwear? Oh, uh, no, yeah, he is. T.J. Yeah, and he's they got make, a he's, they make a joke with his like. He's like, I wore the wrong underwear. Uh, T.J.'s my friend. I yeah, like no, TJ I like T.J. So, yeah, T.J.'s a good guy. Comedy All right, guys, thanks so much to Corey Hall. Where can we see you coming up? Oh, on the street corner. All so. right. <laughs> Jeez. I'll be at the Comedy Castle in April. Yeah, okay. something like that. Because I don't want to plug these gigs that are in That's DFW fine. halls. I don't know. <laughs> Jason, where can we see you? All over the place at your local open mics. I'm big on the east side right now. But big I'm on the east side. Coming back to the west. So. Mr. East Side. Mr. East Side. From the east side to the west side. That's right. To coast the north to coast. side. Everybody's very happy. Absolutely. It's going to be another perfect day. Thanks for having me. It was I love fun. L.A. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, it was great, Jason. Thank you for being first time. Corey, welcome back. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time on Joel Radio. I think this show was longer than The Irishman. (laughs) It kind of was. But that's okay. Did I mention I saw that twice? (laughs) You saw it twice. (laughs) I had to take Sal and Bob. If you could get those hours back. You see it at the theater? Twice. Did you? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.